All right. It is officially May 10th, 2020 <gasps> at exactly 1.15 p.m. Um, extremely special day for myself and my guests. But before I get into that, welcome to MoFo, a podcast about basically where I, Mo, Moise Baptiste, now let me say my name right, it's my birthday, the way my mom <laughs> wanted to say right. it, that's Moise right. Baptiste, <laughs> all right, on this day, that's the name I was given, Moise <laughs> Baptiste, so um, yeah, and, and, and the goal is to connect with, with young people, I want to share the people that I respect, that I love, and I've learned from, and I want you to hear their stories, so um my next guest. So before I start with his introduction, I want to start off with a uh, uh, the first time we met and why I appreciate you. First, first time we met, I remember as a graduate student, I just got into town from Philadelphia, moving from Philadelphia to back to Moon Township, Pennsylvania, in August of uh, two thousand. What was that boys' school called? Say it again. Glenn Mills? Glenn Mills Schools. Yes, I was just working at Glenn Mills Schools. Yeah. Pack my things, everything I own my car, get to Moon Township, report to football camp. I don't give a chance to even unload my car. Soon as I get out the car, Brian Cleary hands me a sheet of paper telling me about freshmen reporting in. So we run around scrambling. Fast forward, we all in a cafeteria. I don't know what meal it was. I saw this light-skinned dude walking in chest out walking on his tippy toes <laughs> loud as hell i'm like why is this dude so loud and all i hear people yelling this horse horse i'm like what the hell is a horse who the hell is a horse and then i hear that laugh that y'all hear in the background y'all hear I hear this that laugh, and I said, and they're like, yeah, that's one of my defensive ends. I said, oh, Lord, I'm going to be coming. Yeah. So uh, that's the first time I met him. So why I appreciate him. So uh, I got a chance to coach this guy, uh, Matthew Grayson. And, and I could say, you know, to watch him develop from his junior year to senior year, because what y'all see is guy, you know, all – uh, uh, slimmed up and, and, and muscular and all. There was a time when he was not that size. <laughs> but he went through a transformation that shocked us all. Uh, but uh, this is my dear brother, uh, uh, Matt Grayson. Uh, um, we have so many connections. The most important one is today is both our birthdays. And uh, it's been a pleasure to coach him, been a pleasure to, to learn from him. Uh, uh, um, it's been a a, 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 a pleasure to be hazed by him um, as a coach because he as a deep as one of my players he him and his is his buddies they haze the shit out of me uh, uh, but I'm grateful for it I was a better coach for it and um, so I want to introduce you all to a a a, a multi degreed educated young brother two masters right two masters got a two masters degrees. Uh, um, we want to get into his 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 football career. We're gonna talk about his educational path. We're gonna talk about family. We're gonna talk about his professional life. Uh, so I want to introduce you all to my man, my brother, Mister. I'm, I'm gonna say your full name. 
Please do. Emmanuel. There you go. Matthew Grayson. What's going on, my brother? My man, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday my brother. Happy birthday, and, man. Uh, listen, Again. we didn't know, we didn't even know it was our birthday. We shared the same birthday till years later, right? Yeah, man. Way after I, yeah, it was crazy to find out that we shared a birthday. Unbelievable. Absolutely. You know, and then start comparing, you know, personalities and, and traits, etc. cetera. Like, my goodness, we got Absolutely. too much in common. Too much yeah. in common. So too I mean, much I, in common. <laughs> I think it was destined for us. Absolutely, um, man. Absolutely, yeah, man. absolutely. But again, pleasure to have you on my MoFo podcast, man. And, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, again, I appreciate you, man, just, just for continuing being in my life. And again, one of those people that, that again, we want, something that we shared is being humble and knowing when to be humble. When you came up to me, genuinely and apologize for all the stuff you used to do to man, me. Man, you give me Because you right got now. a taste. Oh, you got a little bit taste dude. of what I've been trying to tell everybody. But you can only appreciate that being a graduate assistant coach at Robert Morris University. Uh, but yeah, dude. when you came up to me and had the courage to come up and apologize, I said, you know what? First of all, he learned some lessons. Oh. <laughs> but also, he knows dude. humility, man. Yeah, nah, man. I... You know, Mo, I mean, shoot, we when you started coaching, man, we were on a high. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, mean, yeah. you know our confidence level was <laughs> woo, you know what I'm mm. saying? And you know, be being a coach, you know, from as you see it from the other side, man, that's all we had. Cause we weren't getting any money. We're in Moon Township. All we knew was what we wanted to play football. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they said, you know, sport uh, education comes first. Well, not when you you're in that mindset, you're in that space. It's like, man, we have a chance. Like, you legitimately have a chance to make it to the league or make it to a practice squad or something. So, you know, I mean, the confidence level that you know we're coming off. You know, 99, we're coming off eight and two national champions. And um, and then, you know, I mean, every, so everybody knew, you know, all the old heads, you know, Smoke, Opio, they all knew who you were. You know what I'm saying? Rad yeah. had respect for you. You know what I'm saying? So, and we can get into Rad too. So, yeah, oh, we definitely um, gonna get some Rad, boy. It's gonna absolutely. be a long section on yeah, Rad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, I mean, it, but yeah, we haze, we haze you. But <laughs> you being able to take that automatically gave us respect for you. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, no, at that time we had no idea of the shit that you had to <laughs> go through. And I'm telling you, I'll tell you right here, right now, May 10th. Uh, 2020, dude. If I would have knew, <laughs> if I, if the roles were reversed, dude, I would I would have fought one of you. I would have fought me or Reggie. Was, oh, having man. to deal with <laughs> us, <laughs> but then behind <laughs> the scenes, dude, now <laughs> you were Rad and Walton and Mike. Drawing plays, man. Listen, and on top of that, going to school too. 
you like, yo, you, uh, I don't know if you want me to cuss on here, but I'm like, you can nah. cuss all you want, hey, bro. I was like, <laughs> I'd have been, I would have whipped one of y'all's asses first <laughs> and then went and told the coach. Like, yeah, I, whipped, I, I can't do it. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling oh, you. Yeah, the boy. shit. I just, so that respect. Um, and it's like, you know, there's not too many coaches or people that can identify um, talent or character in the people. And I believe. That's what makes good managers, good CEOs, um, good coaches. And that's what Rad had. Um, that's what you have. And that's what needs to be taught. Because I'm telling you, probably 90, 95% of these coaches out here, man, it, it's just about W's. And it's not really recognizing true talent. And don't forget about yourself, brother, because right after me is you. So you, you yeah. got to. You yeah, got to, oh, yeah, for you know sure. What I'm for remember, sure. we we were taught by the best. You exactly. know what I'm saying? As a talent evaluator, absolutely. You know well, what I'm saying? You said that. You, yeah. I mean, like, man, listen, there's so many lessons or things that you said to us. And I pride myself on being, uh, you know, paying attention to detail. You know where we got that from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's the small things that even like CC, you know, CC brought us up to have that attitude, man, it's us against the world. And mm-hmm. I mean, because of who Rad was, because who Joe Walt was, we're already going to have that, that monkey on our back from the rest and the other teams, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, but I needed that. Coming okay. from a high school where, dude, we have tons of talent, but coach didn't know how to coach his athletes. I mean, look, I mean, we had guys running four fours in a small town, you know, um, but we lost. We didn't know how to win. I mean, you don't know how to win. You don't have that confidence to win. It, you can be the best you, I mean, you can be the best athlete, but mentally, and this is where I'll go with everything that we're going to talk about. Man, it's mental first. It's oh, mental. Yeah. And when, oh, yeah. And, dude, when you – when you ain't got it in anything you do, when you don't have that, and this pertains into my, we'll get into to my professional life, personal life. When you ain't got it, man, it's just, and to bring that back. Now, when I coached at Robert Morris, it was a complete culture shock to me because <laughs> it was a total, whole different animal when I got there. They started doing those counters. And to yeah. me, you can print this. <laughs> Once they started getting counters, that's when that program started going downhill. And it's like, when we were out there playing basically for free, we weren't yeah. getting anything, you know. You're right. I mean, even you got you got NFL coaches coming out there, and we're not getting paid, but, I mean, that's all we can do is ball. Yeah. Man, that's that's all we, we had, and you had to have confidence, man. It's, it's – um, and you said that, be like, listen, look who coaches you, dude. Look who's your coach. You coach by the best. And it's like, you know what? God damn. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. Um, so yeah, so when you got that little, and then you know, you young. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I started as a freshman, came in. 
Oh, hold on, hold on, hold that thought, hold that, no, no, not yeah. yet. We go into that. Let's go back to the beginning. Where yeah. are you originally from, family, uh, uh, your, your, your uh, upbringing, biracial? Oh, uh, uh, let's talk about yeah. that, man. How was life yeah. in the beginning? A little history. Yeah. Uh, originally from Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Um, One of the richest uh, counties in, in, in the country. Uh, yep. Richest county in the country. Um, one of. Um, right. right outside of D.C. So anybody asking me, I'm from D.C. 15 minutes from D.C. Um, yes, sir. Without, without traffic. You know what's up. You've been there. Oh, yeah. Fairfax, um, baby. And uh, so mother's white. Dad is black. Uh, blue collar. My dad owned a, a trucking company. Um, I can totally thank him uh, for my work ethic and being humble. I'm not scared to get my hands dirty. My mom, uh, she didn't want to send us to daycare. So she made her sacrifices and just started her own cleaning company. So when, you know, while we're at school, she can be out cleaning houses and then being able to pick us up and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so parents divorced, you know, I'm from a broken home, product of a broken home. Man, I'm product of um, domestic violence, you know what I'm saying? Didn't really see that, you know, my parents split up around, I was like six or seven. You didn't really, um, my dad didn't really put his hands on my mom, but you know, it's just, you know, more verbal. He was out running the streets and shit. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Um, so, I, I mean, shit. You know, I with all this mental and self-development I'm doing, you they all, all of them say, you got to trace back to your traumas in your life, right? Yeah, bro. In order to, in order to fit, you can't fix the past, but in order to fix that trauma or overcome that trauma, you got to know the root of it. So it's like, I've been doing, you know, for the past so eight years, doing a lot of self, just self soul searching and mm -hmm. without, you know, without a counselor, without a um, uh, therapy or anything, you know, I'm doing this shit on my own because right. I can't afford it. But, so, so, I mean, if I turn this around, you see all these books I read. I look at all these books, I'm like, damn, I'm still effed up. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> This is 24-7 work, though. It's 24-7 work. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, man. And, um, I mean, sh shit, dude. I, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, you want to get deep, dude. You know, I was sexually abused by a guy um, that worked with my father. Oh, yeah, wow. man, yeah. So, and... So I went home, told my mom, and she went up and told my father, right? Now, a little background on my father. My father went to prison for 10 years for killing someone um, over one of his ex-girlfriends or my, you know, I'm, my father has seven kids. So mm -hmm. I, got a, I, I got those, I got four, yeah, four, um, no, shit. Five, five brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. older, all older. And then I have my my real sister, and then I have a younger sister um, from a, my mom's ex-boyfriend. So anyway, so, you know, my mom knew that, Mo. So I think she was kind of scared 
if she tells my father, what is he gonna do? Mm -hmm. Because my father was well known in uh, Manassas area. That's Prince William County, right beside Fairfax County. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, he was known as a badass. You know what I'm saying? I mean, your right. aunties, my aunts, and shit, they ain't gonna say nothing. But you know, my father was a hard worker. But a lot of people knew not to mess with my dad. So, but anyway, so um, you know that happened. The guy stopped working for my father. Um, and nothing was else said. So I look at it, okay, was, was, of course that was a trauma in your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't get, my dad emotionally was not like a loving father. You know, he showed his own, my relationship with my father was on his truck, right? Mm. I grew up on that truck worked with him from four years old all the way to 30 something i mean until he was forced to retire so that was our relationship um and you know you look back and everybody yeah i want my dad to be loving his father wasn't he, i don't think he even knew his father you know i mean so you take that and like you know what you can't blame your your parents you know yeah bro learning that man yeah you know. it's tough it's yeah. tough, dude. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, you know, I talk to my mom every, every day. My mother's my best friend. Mm. But trying to, so I grew up in a poor man's mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Lack, never enough. You go to the store. Um, yeah, I want that, mom. Oh, I ain't got enough money for that. Now, you keep <laughs> drilling that into a kid's head. So when they get older, it's a lack mentality and I never have enough, right? Mm -hmm. I'll never, I'm always struggling for, for money because it's a paradigm that you got to fix. Now, her mother said that to her, right? So the work is trying to break this paradigm right that's mm -hmm. the hard thing so yes sir i don't pass that on to my kids preach um, and yeah bro dude you talking about some work i, I mean it's <laughs> tough it's tough oh yeah man. oh yeah and i try to tell people like yeah how do you do i'm like listen man it, it's work it's work um absolutely man absolutely. yeah it, it's it's absolutely work so um Shit, man, the only thing, I knew we were out, so starting with football, man, I started playing a set. I, I mean, okay. we played out, you know, grew up a Washington Redskins fan. Right. And we got into common. So all I want to do is play quarterback. I want to be Joe Thiesman, right? <laughs> uh, Doug Williams, okay? Yeah. So, um, but, you know, coming up at that time, there's a weight limit, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wasn't running no ball anytime soon. Let me tell right. You. Uh, <laughs> So I was, my ass was on the line, but I was thankful for that because um, playing on the line, playing all these different positions makes you better. That's what I try to tell kids from recruiting. Mm -hmm. And you know this from Red. Yep. If he only plays football, don't recruit him because yep. he's a one-way athlete, right? So, but anyway, so... Started at defensive end and center my first year. We were good, whatever. And then the next one, I mean, coming up, pretty good. Like, lift. So, it's the, 
Loudoun County, that's Leesburg area, that was all farmland um, before. So when Fairfax County gets too expensive, then you move out to Loudoun County, right? Mm -hmm. um, at that time, now Loudoun County is basically rivaling Fairfax County. Yeah. Um, so, but dude, man, I mean, I changed schools, shit, four or five times, moving Ooh. from, every, yeah, just moving around and stuff. And you know, you know what, man? I don't look back at it as it being bad. Mm -hmm. it, it taught me to open my mouth. <laughs> All right, you gotta find some friends, you know what right. I'm saying? You better, you better develop some thick skin, you know what I'm mm -hmm. And yeah. in order to get respect, you better go out there on that a field, doing the playground and PE. Um, and that's how you get your, your respect. You know what right. I'm saying? So, so going up now, my sister, um, you know, I consider myself you know, an athlete, but my sister is, was struggles, has always struggled with obesity. So like big time obesity. So that probably had something to do with my parents splitting up all that. Uh, that emotional trauma, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, so we we dealt with that all all our lives, and so my thing was, she was lucky. You know, I was always kind of the bigger kid, um, good at sports, so that protected her. Because, listen, you can say anything you want about me. Uh, I can say anything I want about my sister, mm. but. It, you can't, you know what I'm right. saying? There's gonna be some problems. Right. So that's how, you know, we grew up, you know, that's my first best friend, you know what I'm saying? Especially mm -hmm. when you go through a divorce. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, man. Um, yeah, so you go through that and then, you know, that's your best friend. And so uh, right about that time, my mother got involved with another man, we call him Mr. Coates, right? Big muscular dude. Now, just to rewind, like my father was, he was an alcoholic. So it mm -hmm. wore down all his, his muscle in his body. So he's always mm -hmm. real thin. But my aunties and them used to tell me like, yo, you are built like your father. And if I see old mm -hmm. pictures, now, my younger sister's father, Mr. Coates, now this was a big man, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, emotionally and mentally abused, well, it, well, physically abused us. Like, he in, instilled discipline, but <clears throat> he went overboard with the physical. No, I'm listen. I'm all about whipping ass, spanking. But <laughs> if you if you do it at the right time and you mm -hmm. do it right, dude, you ain't got. You don't have to keep smacking somebody's ass. If you do it the first time right, and then all you got to do is give them a look. Because I basically raised my younger sister, so. But so, Mr. Coates was a just a, a huge, just a big dude, man. Real, you know. Um, now that I'm older and I know what type of these, some of these men are, right? Whole lot of bark, not enough, you know, all that muscle, but couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? 
but he physically beat my mother. So I watched him smack the shit out of him and blood start coming down her nose, you know? Damn. So right there, you know, third grade, you seeing that and then having to go to school, you know, you're like, all right, what in the hell is... And we were petrified of him, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're always walking on eggshells. And then that lasted, shit, seven, eight years to the point where um, we had moved to all the way out to Front Royal, Virginia. So if you ever look in the football program, I moved out to Front Royal, Virginia. That's Warren mm -hmm. County. And that's where, and that's Winchester, Virginia. That's where all these people from DC that work in DC, that's where they all live at now, because it's cheaper. But you're gonna have an hour, excuse me, two hour drive out there. Right. You're talking about going from Fairfax, Virginia, DC, right? You have every nationality there is, mm -hmm. okay? Indian, Black, Mexican, all of that. Out to Front Royal, Virginia, where it's Blacks, Whites, and Rednecks. So, yeah. And, um, Those three yeah, categories, huh? Soccer, dude. Soccer. Oh, boy. So, Where is that again, you say? Where is that? Front Royal, Virginia. Front Royal, Virginia. Yeah. I so, that one. Yeah, man. Um, right off the interstate of 66, uh, you're coming up south. If you're coming up south, it's 81 to 66. It's a major drug hub for people running drugs. Oh, wow. Because you are that little bit far enough out of D.C. Um, and you're right off the interstate. So Ooh. it's a small town, but... Right. I learned my toughness there mm. because, and a lot of stereotypes there too. Um, so like, man, sixth grade, first time I've ever heard the word nigger, okay? Got called it on the bus because I sat in this dude's seat, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, get out of my seat, fucking nigger. And I looked, at, the bus went silent, right? And I looked at him. And I was like, all right, well, what in the hell is that? That don't bother me. And everybody's looking at me like a bus got silent. I'm like, all right. So then when I got home, I told my Mr. Coates and my mom, um, and he was like, what? He's like, man, the next time you say that. So then, you know, now, oh, now this is where you learn. And we're going to get into this too. Mm. This is where you learn that now we have to give that word power. Mm. We've given that word power over us because we're supposed to feel some type of way or we're supposed to react to that, right? So, okay, so that's, you know, this rednecks. I got along with everybody again because sports is saving my ass. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's what you do when you're in a small town, you're big, you're playing football. So. Seventh grade, I got my start as a quarterback, all right? Um, and, you know, I was always an okay student, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I just yeah, did yeah, I definitely want you to talk about being a student. I want you to talk yeah, about being a student. Yeah, I mean, so, and I was just always doing bare minimum, all right? Um, <laughs> oh, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in middle school, like I had the most fun in middle school. In high school, I got, I took it too serious. The 
like I'm trying to go to college. I'm trying to play, you know, didn't drink. I ain't do anything. So, right. um, but in middle school now, you got to understand that I'm new to this community, right? It's a culture shock. I got all this shit going on at home with my mom getting beat, you know, mentally abused by this, this asshole of a man. Um, and like physically, you know, just intimidating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's a little, if he smells something, what's going to set him off? You know, it's almost like being around Mike Tyson. So, mm. you know, if you breathe in him wrong. Old Mike Tyson, bro. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 the old yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you just never know what's going to set him off. So, I mean, mm. who in the hell wants to live like that, especially as, as you know, going into my teenage years? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, right about that time, um, that was sixth grade going to seventh. Now, there is no weight limit, right? There mm. is no weight limit to run the ball. I got a cannon of an arm. Okay, because that's all I wanted to do is play quarterback. So, right. uh, how I got my name Horse was I was running a 55-yard touchdown, and my coach was saying, run you, big horse, run. They put it in a newspaper in that small town, and that was it. So, <laughs> that was it. Uh, that what, was grade it. Was, what grade was that? Seventh grade. Seventh grade, you yeah, get your nickname Horse. Yeah, I got the, I still got the newspaper clipping around here somewhere, but. Oh, that's Yeah, man. And then, <laughs> so, now this is where race starts playing into my world, right? So, um, you know, when I was in Fairfax, you know, in elementary school, you know, messing with white girls, you know, you had these little dates or you know, little girlfriend, you know, <laughs> not a problem. Right. I get out to Front Royal, Virginia. Oh, that's a big issue. Huh? Yeah, that's a big issue. Now, um, and it's poor out there, dude. It's poor. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. But, but at the same time, like my mother. Um, so we go back to you going back to education. So after school, I didn't get to go home. I had to go help my mother clean office buildings, okay? Mm. So, yeah, like, so homework took a back seat because if I didn't help, then my mother would be out until 12, one o'clock in the morning. And sometimes yeah. I would be with her. And I, to this day, that's why I'm a night owl, I guarantee you. Um, I would stay here, you know, help clean and, and stuff. So, and then homework came second, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's many a days that I ain't make it to the first hour of class because I was so damn tired, you know? Right. Um, but just helping, ain't that's working class. That's working class, you know? And that does affect your grades, obviously. Yeah! This is something that a lot of teachers don't, don't understand as far as educators and, and you know, we have to know that there's kids today in 2020 still living like that. You know, if they're not working, they taking care of siblings that are younger well, and they falling asleep in class because they not getting no sleep. They probably not eating. We not have eating. to take those that's things in consideration. You have to, man, you have to. And yes. I, we'll talk, I just went to a seminar last summer and it was really, it really brought it, because that's what they talked about. You know, it's mm -hmm. professors like, you know, you as teachers got to understand what these kids are going through. And right. we'll talk about it in a little bit about when I became a substitute teacher, I really found out how that was. But <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so school, I mean, like my mother didn't graduate. My dad got his GED in jail. So it's work for them, you know? Right, right. My, the most important thing in my father's life was his truck because that's what, if that truck ain't rolling, then his money stopped. So right. there wasn't him, he never picked me up from, he never took me, it was all my mom. My mom did it all, okay? So I was the last, I was a kid, the last one to be picked up from football practice, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, shit like that eats at you. When you're the last kid, you're waiting, your coach wants to go home to his family, He's got to wait, you know, so you're just like, and my mom's out there working. She's trying to get back, but I mean, she's got to finish her job. So, uh, you know, all that little shit really plays a big role into your development as a kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so middle school, um, you know, I, I want, was I a straight A student? No, all my teachers said, yeah, you could be, but, I wasn't interested in any, you know, what school was, man, until I knew I really, the only way, I, because it, I had to have a B or a 3.0 to play football. And I, and I knew if so I had So you had to have a 3.0? Yeah, well, you know what, back then, maybe it was like a 2.4, maybe it was like a C. Yeah, um, C average, that then, right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, so it's like with those, but, I mean, I could get B's without doing any, you know, doing, right. you know, I look back at that shit, Mo, and it's like, damn, what if I did, what if your situation was, what if my situation was different? What if my parents were wealthy and yeah. I didn't have, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's like. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, you know, we that's again something else that we share, man. Again, when we think about education, and again, you are a double masters. With everything you just said, you are still yep. able to uh, 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 get two masters degrees, and you know, I'm able to go off and do what I did, and yeah, and again, we beat the odds, and, and that's you know, you, everything I heard as yep. far as the underpinnings of what you're saying, I hear grit. I hear this idea of, of understanding what the situation is and not romanticizing it and accepting it for what it is and then doing something about it. Yeah. You know what I'm and, saying? And, and, and yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you, you, you're right, man. And I remember that's what you said. I mean, even when, and we'll talk about this too, when I went to visit you at um, Miami. Yeah, Miami so University, yeah. You were like, dude, you weren't supposed to make it out. And like, just that little shit, Mo, that empowerment, See, that's awesome, man. That, it's little, little nuggets like that. Like, dude, you weren't supposed to make it out. You know, I, we get drawn on, I was just telling my, I was just telling this uh, girl the other day, you know, she's, I'm not a good mama. We, we dwell on what we don't do well instead of glorifying what we have done and what we overcome absolutely right? man I mean, david, david goggins calls it um having a cookie jar so he said literally he created a, a list and he wrote it all on a piece of paper on, on each line everything he has uh, 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 accomplished the 36 black navy seal ever yeah, ever and, and he's he's my age no, that's he's my age yeah and, and, and so what he did was his story. 
You oh, know his man. story. Oh, you know yeah. I know his story. We're you yeah. know big fans, huge yeah. fans of David Goggins. I've you heard know. his story, dude. You yeah, man. Like my little little spousal racism has nothing compared to what he went through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh no, man. You again, based on your story, I think that David Goggins would be like, oh man, you've been through some stuff. Too. Yeah, you know, and you then know? so you know, and then being biracial, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. being uh, you want me to talk about being biracial, and it's like right. That's another trauma in my life. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, and it starts with your cousins, right? Mm. My my cousins on my dad's side, you ain't never, nah, you light-skinned, you ain't black enough. Mm. And you, you know, with your white friends, you, you're never white enough. You know, you're, or they give you like, oh man, you should be a great athlete, you're black. Oh man, you got a big dick, you're black. And like, you like, Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or then you get the, the the vice versa. For you as a child, you want to be accepted, right? But now I'm you're going through these two different realms that totally rule our country. This black right. and white issue, right? And you're just trying to fit in, right? So it's like, all right. Well, I love my cousins, and I love you know they play football, all that. So you know I'm I'm considering myself black. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. Um, but yeah, but you, you run into that and then you go, then I moved to this small town and then it's, you know, it's really in your face. It's like when I got to Robin Morris, Mo, and I, I saw people that black people that were horrible at basketball and John Jay, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and so where I'm from, right. if you suck at basketball, you suck at sports. You're gay or you're weak? Yeah, seriously, seriously. Oh, wow. You're weak. You're you right, are right. you are considered weak. You won't get respect <laughs> from the old heads in the neighborhood, and right. you know a lot. And those guys taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't right. take it easy. I mean, like these are old and so much talent, but small-minded thinking. Yeah. You know, it. it that small, I was just telling my mom today, it's like, I love my friends from back home, but it's very hard for me to hang out with them on a regular basis because of their thinking is, it's not expanded, man, it's in this box. And for man. the ones that never got out of that yeah. small town, it's even smaller. Right. I'm going to tell you, man, like I remember one time going home during my doctoral uh, uh, process, I saw some of the dudes I grew up with at the liquor store. Right. So I'm walking by, you know, walking, give them dap them up. And one of them just pushed me. And I'm like, yo, what's up with that? He just kind of looking around left, right. Like, yo, get away from over here. You don't need to be over really? here. Yeah. And I said, dog, I said, I'm, I'm like, damn, I know y'all somebody holding I said, dog, I'm straight. They're like, no, get out of here. And the really? last parting words were, yo, you handle things in a white man's world, we'll, we'll take care of it out here. Wow. And, I, and I was never, and this was, man, I would say less than, I was about 12, 13, 12 years ago. Come on, for real? Yeah, yeah man. So that's, that's, that's how it was. And then these are the same dudes, right, that would see my mom. Well, mm -hmm. I, this is doing my master's program when I was coaching. I got mm -hmm. a text, yo, I just saw your mom 
uh, 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 walking to the, the, the corner store. Mm-hmm. One of the dope boys, you know what I'm saying, who who play, we all play football, you know, y'all, like, yo, I just want to let you know, I saw mom. Mm-hmm. Yo, my mom is the one that give drug dealers money, bro, and give them hugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, so, see, no English, bro, yeah. but they remember her, and they give her a hug, and, you know, and she give them pocket money, dog. Yes. Yeah. See, we got that in common, man. Yeah, man. Um, you know, my, to my mom, her kids are her life, right? Right. Uh, my friends, their parents, the kids are second nature. Mm. I got to find me a boyfriend, right? Mm. Um, and Mo, when I tell you that I got friends sitting in jail that could have went, I mean, all these guys that I'll speak could have went to college. They could have yeah. went to college and played. Yep. It's just like, I, I was nowhere near the best athlete coming out of front row for Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Nowhere near it. I just, and you know, not the smartest, just, right. I didn't, you know, I didn't get caught up in drugs or the bullshit of yeah. that town. And um, I mean, so, you're coming up now, now I'm dealing with, you know, hey, I want to date, you know, a white girl. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Uh, nah, I can't take you home. I'm like, what? Or you get the, um, well, if my parents did allow me to date black guys, they would want me to date you. Why? Because I'm like, I'm, I'm the lightest skin out of all, out of all yeah. my friends, right? Hey, yeah, hold you, that you, thought, you going in the cafe. Huh? Yeah, hold that thought though, because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going back to something else we have in common that you said, yeah. as it, as it relates to not being the best. Um, in a, I'll say eight nine block radius in my neighborhood, I was by far not the best athlete, not by far, but I was the only one, and I'll say in a three or four year span that went to college. I was the really? only one. My, the first day, how I got introduced to football. Remember, I'm the Haitian kid, right? Yeah. I, this yeah. how I get introduced to football. I'm moving in. We moving in our very first house in the hood, Orlando, Florida. As we're unloading the truck, all I hear is yeah. My neighbors are in full football gear, getting ready for camp. They camp is still a month away. They're doing Oklahoma. Oh. In How the front yard. That's my introduction to football. How old were you? I was uh, 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 I was twelve years old. Mm-hmm. But I ain't played football. I ain't started playing until I was fourteen. Really? Yeah, yeah. Until I was fourteen. But so, again, something else that we got. I had a comment with you no, to that is yeah, yeah. Not being the best in the neighborhood, but yet we're the ones that get off to go play college ball. For so, sure. Yeah, man, but but so you, what's that say? So what what do you think that says about us? Man, it's a, I think it's a combination of things, man. I think you know chance, the stuff that we can't control. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I think also, I think about goal setting because you know making it to the league was not I, in 11th grade. I made the decision that that's not realistic. So I, it wasn't making it the league for me, mm-hmm. but I did use football as as a to make a business decision. Right. All the parents did was hammer, go to college, go to college, go to college, mm-hmm. get a degree. So I graduated with a 2.6, but I got a degree. I graduated mm-hmm. three and a half years, but I got a degree, right? right. right. They ain't say nothing about excelling. 
So, right. Uh, right. right. They did not say right. excel. They say get a degree. Right. So a lot of us who are first generation college students, you know, mm -hmm. who don't have that example, we, we, you know, we're not told about, you know, how your GPA can decide how much money you make coming out of college. Right. We told we just get the degree. So, you I mean, know, that's, even yeah. going into college. Yeah. I, wasn't, yeah. I didn't know that, you know, I yeah. mean, it, um, you know, I think it has a lot to do with, I go back to upbringing and your parents, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it might be the relationship you have with your parents, the relationship, um, you know, my dad was absent, but I would go down there and I mean, I was going down there. I was his favorite kid, but I was <laughs> down there working with him on the truck and all that. So, right. and I mean, he would feed me nuggets. He didn't. He's always, man, you don't want to go down that road, meaning you don't want to go to jail because right. he knows what it is, right? And then it would heartbreak yeah. my mom for me to get caught up in some drug bullshit. So, yeah. um, and she was just so loving. So I think- My apologies for walking around, yeah, bro. I think um, you may have given me this quote is that there's more talent on the streets than the than you see on TV. I believe, you know, where you came from in your environment and right. where I came from in my environment, um, we could have went left. You know what I'm saying? We could have went that way. Absolutely. But like you said, goals or just you know, trying to go to college. I mean, that's what, man, I didn't drink in high school. And that's why I say, yep. you know, high school wasn't, I didn't have a lot of fun in high school, but because I was so focused on, I'm not doing anything to mess up me going to college. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, cause my aspirations were to go to the NFL and we'll get into that. Cause it, it, I wanted to go to the NFL, not to necessarily play in the NFL, right? but, I wanted to go to the NFL because I wanted to be a mentor to to youth. And from all I see is if you you make it to the league, people listen, right? Yeah. You, you know, you you know you got those NFL guys coming in and talking to element. So that that was my mentality. Gotcha, gotcha. But um, okay. but yeah, man. I mean, so. No, I wasn't a, a great student. Um, like you said, you know, first generation going to college. Just by us going, or me going to college, man, I'm like, all right, I mean, shit, I've, I've done it. So, of course, I had aspirations. So, make long, long story short, um, I played quarterback in middle school. High school, um, they wanted me as the backup. I was the next, we had a great quarterback. I mean, he was all state quarterback when the Townsend set Joe Lee. Um, but I was second string quarterback. But I, I've never sat on the bench in my entire life. So I'm like, F this. So I ended up starting defensive end my freshman year. Okay. And backup quarterback. So, but How I big is your school? Oh man, small. We were we were considered double A. So I mean, I probably graduated about 200 to something. Okay. 250, something. Could be That's less. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. But we were in the it was either the if you ever, I know you've seen eyes on the prize. 
that old. They used to show it during Black History Month every. It sounds familiar, yeah. You know, the old civil rights, it's the old civil rights movement. Gotcha. Um, Our school is in that video as being either the first segregated or the last desegregated school. I mean, it was an old school, yeah. So that's, that's, not, that's not Remember the Titans, though, right? No, no. No, that's no, no. Alexandria. That's, that's Alexandria, Alexandria, right? Yeah. Alexandria, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, you're dealing with that. And, um, right. but, like I said, I was always out playing. I mean, basketball became my, I love basketball. Just because, man, we would play it hours, hours. Right. And, you know, you you're watching The Last Dance now, which is so great because it just, mm-hmm. it's taking everybody back. It's taking everybody back that's our age, right to when we were teenagers, man. You know, and that's when basketball, I thought, was the best. The feeling, right? That's, that's one yeah. of the things that I appreciate about the documentary is, even if you're not a, a basketball fan, you obviously know about Michael Jordan, but mm-hmm. I'm learning more and more, man, how much we're governed by our feelings, man. And, Dude, and even if you don't sure. remember specific images, you don't forget feelings. You don't, you know and I mean? you're exactly right. You, when we sit there, because I watch it with Jermaine. So when I sit there and they play that music, NBA on NBC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, you know. We have no no AC in the house. I got home from playing outside, playing basketball. Right. You sit the the box fan right in front of you, and I'm sitting there watching Jordan handle the Knicks. I, that feeling is just you. You just that's what I'm saying, man. That's why it's so good because just like you said, that feeling you get it takes you right back to when you when you're young. You know, our yeah, ages. man, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So yeah, yep. man. So get basketball into, your first love. Yeah, because you know why? Because I'm a hustler, okay? Right. And, you know, five people on the court, um, you're down by eight with a minute left. You can mm-hmm. still come back and win. You know what I'm saying? By hustling, playing defense, being aggressive. You're right. Um, so that's why I love basketball. But, I mean, my skill set was not going to play basketball. Um, so, you know, so you're coming from a small school, a small high school. We weren't, our record was horrible, all right? Mm-hmm. Tons of talent, just not a, and Warren County has had a losing mentality. This is from decades. So it gets, it's a cycle. It gets passed right. down, right? Um, so the most embarrassing thing I can say now, what I've learned is that you got guidance counselors and you talked me out of becoming a guidance counselor. Do you remember that? When I was talking about the PhD? I don't remember I was about, Oh, yeah, 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 vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man, I think I'm going to master's and I'm um, going to get my guidance counselor. He's like, why? You said, why do you want to do it? Well, I want to affect his, he's like, no. Uh, you, man, you got a certain alphabet, you can be pulling classes, that's not what you want to do. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, let me, let me make sure I clear that up. Yeah, it's based on what you were actually wanting to do, because I think that there's, there's a people may romanticize that job. There is some of the things that you, the elements, but people think it's 
more counseling than right. the, 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 the clerical side. It's right. 90, 95% clerical. And then if, when you yep. get some free time, you get to really impact some kids' life as hard as providing them counsel. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like, so I was, because I played basketball, and I, my favorite coach was my basketball coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't play any favorites, and he didn't care who I was or how good I was in football. Um, we ended the game on a we ended our season on a Saturday, and Monday was basketball tryouts. Wow! And he was like, "Hey, I don't expect anything less than your best." And it's like, okay, you know, I mean, I. But and he's the he's the one that taught Coach Moose. He's the one that taught me how to hustle. Hey, you don't touch that line, then you. I mean, it's paying attention to detail, basically. On that, you running those uh, those suicides. You don't touch that line. The whole team. You short the whole team. You cheat the whole team, not only yourself, right? So they're like, okay. So that's why I love so taught me a lot but his wife is the one who got me saying hey have you done this she won't even my guns counsel hey have you done this with clearinghouse would you do that i'm like what are you talking about clearinghouse so she was the one that took it upon herself to be like hey i know you're trying to go to college let's get these things in order you know where my own guns counselor Nowhere to be found. Didn't even tell me about the clearinghouse. So, so you're saying something important, man. Like you said, how yeah. did we get here, man? Having people like that in your life that saw potential in you to, to take uh, yeah. take up that slack with saw that you were not doing something again that you're not even informed that you're supposed to do. That's a song so, like yeah, man. It, you know, God is good. You know what I'm saying? Because I I shit you not, if it wasn't for her. I would have never went to college. I mean, I probably would have went to college, but the, my path would have been totally, I don't went to a JUCO because I didn't, I didn't know what the hell a clearinghouse was. So, uh, all you, so boys in the hood, right? What Ricky had to get on his SAT to go to college. Back then it was like a 710, 790 or it's something, something like that. crazy. <laughs> yeah, you so, get? So watching that movie <laughs> uh, gives you the mentality. All you gotta get is a seven something to play football. That's it. Right? Yeah. That's it. So okay, in this, that's so stupid. So are you learning from? Okay, you don't think what's on TV matters? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. That's content, hey, right? Oh, that's right. Oh, what, Ricky? Oh boy. So in my mind, at that time, all I gotta do is get an eight twenty on right. SAT and I'm good. You know, <laughs> I'm getting solid. I'll get whatever I want. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's not how it works, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so oh, I mean you you boy. know you get letters. Um, right. You know, I was getting letters from big schools, but you know as a co- I can talk to you like you know as a coach, I know man, all that shit is bullshit. All the little <laughs> Hey, we gotta let's let's address that. Let's talk about that. So, for those of you who are, because it's sad though, and you probably know people like this too. Man, I know a bunch of dudes that were so content with getting letters, 
but not actually going off to school to play. And I'm like, man, that's what what is up? You know, say so I've seen dudes who purposely and intentionally sabotage their opportunity to go to college just so they don't have to uh, meet the pressure to perform. And I was just shocked by this, where people, and you know what's so sad? People in the hood that let these cats get away with it. Instead of putting that cocoon around them and say, yo, don't be about, about this lifestyle. Okay, that's good advice. But then you make sure that they don't be a part of the lifestyle if you see talent in them. Because, and you gotta, even if you not wasn't a student, you emphasize knowing that if the only way to get to college is you gotta have them grades, and you gotta be on your grind. And then in, in, the, in the neighborhood protection. That's how it's supposed to be. So, okay, so let me stop you there. Go ahead. Why do you think that that doesn't happen as much as it should? Oh man, I I I I I think some people are. I mean, the other counter narrative that you would hear, you know, when we watching these thirty for thirties, for example, and some of these 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 stories around athletes in high school and who they're surrounded by, and and uh, there's a lot of corruption. I would say, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all know that the best athletes don't even play don't even play sports no more, man. Right? The best athletes they they, they slanging. Yeah, they, they selling so, dope. That's how it was when we was in school too. So what I'm asking you is, um, is it because that person that's supposed to give that good advice may be jealous, may be envious of that person? No, I don't want him to be better than me. He ain't gonna be. He ain't gonna be shit just like me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's sad, but that could that could happen. I don't see that happening as much as you may see it on TV or something, but they may not know any better either. Now that I would say is more likely the truth is not not even knowing what to say, but see this- What to say, yeah. But you know, as if you in the hood, you know to tell somebody not to do X. Like you ain't supposed to be on this corner. Like, like, like again, like I told you, like I'm I'm a PhD student. I'm a grown, I'm 30 something years old and cast my age pushing me away. Like I'm a kid, but again, they looking out, telling sure. me get away from here. Yeah, yeah. Right, you sure. oh, you got something, go. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and that was the last time I ever interacted with them as a group ever again. No shit, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. So so it's people in the hood that, 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 that you know, yeah, Miami, man, bro, that that's just, so like, if for you to mess up in Miami, and you really that dude in the sport, it's because you you just a dumbass you all the way around dumb. because yeah. Yeah, it's you. too much it's so much ingrained in the culture. You know what I'm saying? That's why we pump pump out so many. I, I and that's why I, that's why people ask me what team do you like? Like I like Miami Hurricane. Because mm-hmm. the talent in that small it's unfat. I tell people. <laughs> you recruited down there, I recruited down there. I'm like, it's a travesty that Miami is not at least top five every year. It's a yeah. travesty. And I don't care who your coach is. I mean, the talent, no kid, they should let no kid get Need out of there. Yes, old school. Leave. Yeah. Right? The state of Miami, man. That's what it was called. Yeah. The state of Dude. Miami. And you didn't leave. From middle middle Florida on down, bro, you didn't go. You did not leave. I, I 
that's a, you don't have to. And they yeah. don't, like, they don't even have to go anywhere to recruit. That's the yeah. luxury of being uh, in Florida. You ain't got to go yeah. nowhere to recruit. Year-round football. You can get linemen, you can get quarterbacks, receivers, you can get deep, uh, cornerback, anything you want, Miami, Southern Florida has anything. Yes, sir. If, yes, okay, sir. you want, you need some Mexican, you got Mexicans. You got Spanish, <laughs> you got them, Latino, you got Latino, it all. Caribbean, you got it all. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, man, that's again, that was yeah, ingrained man. in us. Yeah. yeah, so it's um, I was lucky to where I had, man, I call him. I mean, this is one I just told him this. I wrote him a letter and told him this. That his name is C. Russell. He went to Slippery Rock. He been okay. playing. He went play basketball. Short dude. Um, everybody knew him in the hood, right? So. He came back and he was a mailman. So I was off to my first year at Robert Morris and, you know, talking to my mom and my mom was like, yeah, um, yeah, you know that guy, he's short. She was talking about C. He was asked about you and, you know, said to good luck and everything. And Mo, right there, that's when I knew, okay, I'm supposed to be here. And I got to represent, you know, not to say represent what I'm from, but I need to go do what I'm supposed to do. Because of that, he didn't say it to me, but because he asked how I was doing and just shook, you know, no relation, didn't really, I wasn't good enough to play basketball with him. But, you know, small town, you hear names and stuff like that. You see him around, you know, playing basketball and shit. But, um, just that right there gave you, just solidified it a little bit. You know what I'm saying for me? And that was huge for me. That was huge. Um, because again, he knows and all in the, they know I wasn't the best uh, athlete. I, and listen, I talked to my friends today. You know, my dude did eight years in the penitentiary. Fastest dude in Warren County at that time, you know, Quentin Diggs, love him to death, but got caught up, you know, and that was from his upbringing, you know what I'm saying? But, um, so yeah, man, so I, I thought I was set, man, I'm, I'm applying to Ivy League school, not even knowing what Ivy League <laughs> is, bro. I'm applying, because I'm getting these letters from Lehigh, UPenn, mm. uh, Ali, I'm like, Colgate. I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, but I was like, you know, that's my, that's plan B. I want to go to Maryland. Uh, I want to go to Virginia. I want to go to Virginia Tech. Uh, James Madison was there. You know, I went down there. I got, I was a quarterback camp for the summer, in summer camp for James Madison. But they never, they didn't offer me or all these D3 schools and you know, D3, you hear D3, you're like, uh-uh. Nope. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm too good for that. Too good for that, right? Yes, so, sir. <laughs> so I was a late signee to Robert Morris, man. Um, they sent me a little thing. Uh, went up, talked to Harper. You know how good Dave Harper is. Oh, I, I, I he, I'm interviewing him too. Oh, he's agreed. Man. Oh, yeah. I just yes, said, sir. Something. Yeah, I just spoke about um him at Rad's thing. Mm. Um. And, you know, he was there. Uh, he was standing off to the side and stuff. And 
I'm like, this guy right here has got me up here because I mean, he could sell water to a well. Just <laughs> a good guy. How did they react when you said that? Yeah, started laughing. And I mean, a lot of them knew it. You know, all at 98, that whole class before he. Oh left, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, he got us all, but um. So I mean, he was like, "Yeah, you do that." And I mean, I really didn't have anywhere to go. I was like, right. "Like the campus." I knew I went in there. I saw, and it was doing exams, finals mm, week. Right. Ooh, these girls were dressed up for um, presentations. Right. I looked at my mom. I'm like, "Yep, this is where I'm coming." Shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Yep, that's where I'm coming from, right here." <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah, that pub, that's the other side of horse. We, yeah, I, 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 I let you speak or whatever you want on that one. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, just to go back, like yeah, I so you got you got there, yeah, yeah. So you got there your freshman year, and 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 uh, um, no, you know what I want to know? What was camp like? Because you gotta remember, this is '98, fall '98. I just graduated. So you had two. So I just graduated. Yeah. And again. You had two a days. Yeah, yeah. So, so ninety. Yeah, y'all had two a days. I, I, I. Uh, uh. So you and you started off at quarterback, uh, going in right into camp. No, your freshman. So year. I got recruited as a fullback. Ah. Okay, so for your okay. listeners. Oh. Yeah, for your listeners, I'm gonna give you a nugget. For your listeners that have um kids, okay. Uh-huh. College football coaches or college coaches are nothing but used car salesmen, okay? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, most of them, not all of them. You know, there's- You say there's, that with all of the, 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 for better or for worse, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's some, like, I think myself, um, I think you are like that. There's a couple other coaches I know. I, you know, I'm straight up with kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to play fullback? Um, yeah, you, we got three fullbacks. And we got them on a depth chart right now. If right. you want to come here, they're probably going to end up moving you to defense. So I'm straight up. But no, Dave Harper told yeah. me I was going to play fullback. So that first meeting, you know that first meeting. Yes, sir. Man, Walton called out 13 fullbacks. <laughs> I, lasted one, I lasted one half of practice. Gave me the blue in the afternoon. So wow. yeah, man. Um, you know, That's coming hilarious. from high school, uh, it, you got two a days or whatever. But the thing about Robert Morris mm-hmm. is, and you know this, Coach Walton ran that program like an NFL team. Right? Yep. Meaning, oh, you're not going to do what needs to be t- uh, done to keep yourself in shape. There's somebody else behind you that is going to work their ass. They don't care what year yep. you are. As long as you're smart and you are put and you're in the right position, you're not a liability, yep. you yep. will get to a shot. And, yes. and they ain't worried about the weights you lift, how fast you really run in. Um, no. Nah. So you get there. And you know, at the, after that first practice, you you're right, you know, coming from high school, it's sprints, sprints, sprints. Right. And you know, we do gases. I'm like what? I'm like shit, gases? All right, well, I can do this. <laughs> but boy, <laughs> two a days. 
Uh, you ain't got mom cooking for you. Ooh, and you remember, yeah, you yes know the sir. food we had. You know the yeah. food. We had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah bro. The food back then was atrocious, oh, to say the dude. least. By your junior year, they got it right, but boy, they got it yo, right. yo, yeah, you're still oh. y'all, y'all still that buffet style, right? In that old calf, you remember that mm. old calf? Dude, yes, yeah. Lord. So, um, so yeah, man. You know, I mean, you get there, and uh, now, you know, let's talk about this. Where you're coming in, you're best on your team, as we all were, Pr- pretty much. You know, one and two, best on your team. You're going to you come to college. Now you got to start that shit all over. You know, you, yeah. you, you got dude. I'm intimidated. The first person I saw, and my dad's in the back van. We got this van packed up. Got my mom, my two, my two sisters, and uh, my dad, right? Uh-huh. We pull in. You know, you go down there to student affairs to get your keys. First person we see is Scott Conchett. <laughs> <laughs> Six, yeah, seven, yeah. six, seven looks like, you know, um, the big show. Yeah. And I, the only thing I heard my dad say, he's like, you sure you made the right decision coming up here? <laughs> yeah, that's a big boy. I was like, ooh, wee. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah man. Scott, so that's shout a, out to Scott. Like, Check, yeah, you're like, oh, shit. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, yeah. um. So we get to the calf, man. And you know, I, like I was a late signee. I didn't have a roommate. My roommate was not a football player. So I'm two weeks without right. without anybody. So, you know, you're forced to make friends, right? Um, and, you know, being from DC area, you know we got our own dress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got our own, you know, we were in the back with the slouch socks, you know? <laughs> With the Timberlands in the and it's a hundred degrees outside. I thought I was such a thug. It was just, it was. I look back <laughs> and like you are goddamn fool, man. Four X everything. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we had a bunch of Maryland cats. So oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Florida cats, Maryland cats, and New York cats. That's, I mean, that's yeah. all it was on that team. You know what I'm saying? So yes, sir. Um. So that was good. You know, you got a lot of people from the area or understood you, but uh, you know, my best friend today, Jermaine, he was the first one to say something to me. He's from upstate New York, right? Right. And this is how ignorant and where you're formed from your environment. You know, he he was sitting down, he sat next to me, he's like, in a real, as what I consider an Uncle Tom white voice, right? So would you run a 40? I looked at it, I was like, what did I say? I said something ridiculous, like, oh, four, six, which is bullshit. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> but like hearing his voice and him being, speaking properly, you know what I'm saying? Speaking properly. Um, I'm like, I ain't fucking, nah. I ain't even talked to Jermaine <laughs> for the first two weeks. For, I right. mean, shit, first three, four weeks. Um, I ain't even talked to him. And, um, so that's, you know, that culture shock, you know? And again, we playing basketball and you got cats from Ohio. I mean, you got, and then school starts and these DC cats come up here and they, and I'm like, how, how the 
don't y'all know how to play basketball? Y'all suck. <laughs> you suck. And I told you before, that mentality, to right. me, now you're weak. You're weak to me. Um, uh, or you ain't shit, or you soft, you know? And that that's what I had to carry. You know, I'm, I was putting on this image that really wasn't me. It was, I wasn't a thug. Man, I ain't getting in no fight. I don't want to hurt nobody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, don't, I just want to hit people on the football field, but that was it. You know, I, you, you know That's another thing, man. I'll say we share, man. I'm not a natural, aggressive person. No. Nah. That's not in my nature, but when I have to go there, it's <laughs> never, it's a bad thing for somebody. Well, absolutely. And it's, it's like, I think I'm scared to go there because Yes. I love the way you said that. Yes. It's um I tell people your heart better be bigger than mine. You know what I'm mm. saying? To where because once I go there, um I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? It's you get this rage in you. Um and like the only person who push my buttons like that is my sister. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but now I look, I look back at it, Mo, and it's like, two, one push, one punch, okay? And that person lands wrong. Excuse me. He lands wrong. He hits his head on that cement. Hit, dies. Then what? You know what I'm saying? Man, you, you, yeah. You know we know. We know. Yeah. 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 I, I, one time, man, it's funny. I, I don't think I've ever publicly ever told this story, man. But one time, I think I was in seventh grade, man. I, I, this kid, my next door neighbor, man, white kid. Uh, uh, this is right when white white flight is taking place in my neighborhood. White folks are leaving quickly. Oh, wow. So um, um, neighbor, you know, one last left, man. He, he pushed my head and I'm chilling like, yo, chill out. He did it again. By the time my head came back like this, I'm just staring at him and he just screaming. And I don't, I'm like, what's wrong with him? Yeah. And I'm looking around and everybody just jumping up and down. Like, Mo, you, you hit him. I said, for real? <laughs> I didn't even know I punched I, I promise God, I didn't even know I punched him. It, really? was, it, was, one, it was a delayed cry too, because he was in shock. Because I ain't never showed any kind of aggression. And bro, that scared the crap out of me, dude. <laughs> Cause I hit him and I didn't even know I hit him. So this, so I'm telling you, man, I like, I feel like our souls are something to match because seventh <laughs> right. grade, listen, seventh grade, I was down at my dad's house playing basketball. Um, big redheaded kid, you know, we're playing two on two and he starts talking shit, right? Um, like I'm kind of new, my dad's new to the neighborhood, so. I got one other other biracial kid with me, and uh, you know he says something about we crack. He starts cracking on my mom, right? And you know it's the outside pressure of automatically. Oh, if you don't do something, they gonna think you saw. And out of nowhere, I just straight just jabbed the dude in his nose. Just and I mean blood just started trickling. I'm just like, I ran home. I ran home <laughs> because I was just like, I was scared. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm talking like, I didn't put any 
effort into it. It was just, right. woo, you know? Yeah. And yeah. blood, I'm like, yep. holy shit. Boom, just ran. I was scared, man. I was scared. Yeah, I was scared of shit. But yeah, it's yeah. it's um uh it, it you know when you when you're in that situation, man, it's like I don't ever want to to go there. You know what I'm saying? I never want mm -hmm. um and I'm glad I haven't had to. I mean, you know, there's plenty of shit that could have done and I'm not saying I've been done stupid shit we all have but you look back at it now and you're like dude yeah, I'm man. just blessed you're blessed yeah dude. we're lucky Seriously. man yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. you know you hey. know I mean with you know that culture shock um and then so you know shit I was about to bail at Robert Morris man because I was like shit man they moved me from fullback then I'm now I'm third string, no, fourth string line, outside linebacker. Um, it's like, come on. And then I had, uh, we were just talking about this um, the other night. Uh, you remember Lou? You remember, were you there with Lou? Lou from New York? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Lou was jacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Lou was jacked or whatever. You're like, God damn. You know, he's a senior <laughs> at that time. You know what I'm saying? So, and this is where, you know, no disrespect to Lou, love him to death. But this is when it was our first scrimmage, you know, down there on that lower field. Mm -hmm. um, we had a scrimmage there. They put me at outside linebacker. And, you know, just naturally, I'm coming to fill the hole. Well, I smacked the shit out of Lou. You know, <laughs> I ran 20s the earth that day because. Listen, our coach, Radakovich. Yes, sir. We ain't run 40s because the science shows that you pull your hamstring 20 yards or after. And damn if I didn't pull my hamstring <laughs> yep. at 20 yards, right? So, you know, outside linebacker in Rad's defense, what's one of your biggest concerns is the tight end. Yeah. You know, I couldn't cover the tight end. Couldn't I couldn't run with him. But I filled the hole and I smacked Luther twice. So then that next practice, um, they moved me down to D-line. And this was, this is what my coming out party was, was when uh, I beat Hank. So Hank mm. was like, so Haglin, Haglin was like, yeah, go against him. I didn't know who the fuck Hank was, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit, he's gonna go out and play. Um, so I burnt Hank on the first one. And if he wants to deny it, we can go to the fucking table. Hey, let me tell you so. So Hank Fraley is uh played uh ten plus years in the NFL at center. For those who are football heads, your Eagles fan, uh Browns fan, Hank played for those teams. He was the uh uh center um for that Super Bowl team with Donovan yep. McNabb and TO. So yep. uh, uh and so that means Hank was a sophomore. Is that right? Junior. Junior? Junior? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, head. okay. See, I got to be Hank as a freshman. And I oh, knew yeah. right away, I said, boy, this kid is going to be so good. But until then, yeah, you gonna burn. <laughs> I'm going to take yeah. advantage of this. Because I said, <laughs> I know once I, once he, once I said, he's going to be good. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I said, he's going to be good. But yeah, so if you can say that you beat Hank, Absolutely. You gotta hold your hat. Yeah. That's that's my hey, you got it. Yeah. 
For real, that's my claim to fame. And like, he wasn't no slouch, man. Yeah, no best, sir. One of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life. And offensive line, a, a true testament to where the NFL is not really worried about strength. You ain't got to worry about strength. That's what I try to tell these kids in these high school, uh, these high school coaches. Listen, you know, it's about how fast you are and what you're quick. You're quick. Muscle, your quick twitch muscle. Yeah, batches, they ain't worried about how, how, you know, those are just numbers or whatever. That 220, man, Hank couldn't do 225 13 times, 10 times or whatever. Yeah. He couldn't do it, you know. Great ass will whip your ass in basketball, will whip at yeah. 325 plus, will kill you in racquetball, basketball, handball, um, to where you have still leverage. Yeah, stronger than all outdoors but could not move side to side right mm -hmm. so yeah I, like i always tell the story with hank it's first first time up i burn him right because he didn't know how fast you know he's probably cocky as shit burn mm -hmm. him right around that side um he was like and you know how Hank is. If you deal with Hank, he's vindictive. He's not gonna let you beat him <laughs> yeah. more than once, right? Right. So uh, he's like, nah, bring him back here. I'm like, all right. So he got me the second time. Uh, third time could be. I was like, nah. Well, let's go again. Huh? Third time. Well, Hagen was like, well, go again. So third time I got to the bag, but it probably could, was delayed or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, this was no handwork. I ain't know how to do shit. It right. was just, you know, quick feet, speed, whatever. So. Anyway, so that's how I got to start. Um, I started on special teams, and I tell this is another lesson. Hey, you want to go play in college? Go bust ass on special teams. And then, once you do that, I mean, they do like that. And again, our program was ran like the NFL. What a lot of those rookies do to make the team, they they haul ass down there on on special teams. So, man, I was on every special team um you know rach got me so i started at, on special teams my freshman year um but i was like second string defense end and this and second game plan dayton you know dayton you know that reverse you know how rad cannot his main thing and we heard this at his memorial one uh, old, old time Penn State dude was like, Brad would tell you, look ahead of the ball. And I'm, and Abu Cisse got, he got beat on a reverse. <laughs> at Dayton, that was it. You're that right. was it, man. I still got a scar from my first sack at Dayton on that turf, on that Astro turf. Yeah, yep. And turf, that was yeah. all she wrote with that, man. And then that's when the confidence started, started coming in, right? Um, now you hey, your play against your play against Albany your senior uh, either I think the two thousand year that reverse against Albany reverse, and you oh, and you stop yeah. that that was so pretty I had, it just popped uh, in my head the fact that it, it, I, my wife be like how the hell can you remember a specific play like that <laughs> with all your concussions how yeah. you I said it ain't my fault I just yeah. uh, I can vividly see. That yeah, you ahead and you played, you played, yeah. and you jumped up to celebrate, and we were just like, yeah, yeah. He, he paid attention. Yeah, paid attention. Uh, well, yeah, down the line, I'll never forget one play <laughs> with you. Um, we'll talk about that later. I'll see you yeah. So, um, 
So yeah, man. Uh, but my ass, you know, as a freshman, I came in as two ten, but we played a four three though, so yeah. I could come off the edge. Sophomore year, now we moved to a three four. And y'all sucked by the way, know, right? 98. Yeah, yeah. Well, ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, we went four and six. Y'all sucked ass, dude. Yeah, man, y'all we went four terrible. Well, it was like they, we had D Maria as our quarterback to start. I'm like, because we were all mo. Jermaine, Chris Riley, and myself, I think Fat Boy, we like, yo, we're gonna transfer to Mama. We like, F it. Mama's out there by that beach. Man, we going to Mama's, man. <laughs> uh, but somebody asked to be transferred with to Mama. Uh -huh. And uh Coach Walton was like, nah, ain't signing that one. You ain't mm. gonna, you know, cause he ain't gonna let you go in conference, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So you know, we stuck it out, but uh, you know, and then shit, that's when the weight, that's when I started eating, and that's when the weight went on, man. You know, I got up to two. Junior year was 280. Was Let's 280 get to your junior year, junior yeah. year. This is the year. Now we, in, yeah. uh, uh, no, this is uh, no, this is now uh, uh, 2000. We gonna skip 99 only because. Uh, 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 y'all did win the national championship that year. Yeah, y'all closed yeah, out. Did. That offense is it was stupid. Ooh, the defense yeah. was clicking, and yeah. nobody wanted to play y'all toward the end of the year. Nah, nobody. I mean, we were we were rolling, man. We were rolling yeah. today because we went shit going. You know, we went from '99 to 2000 on a 17 and 0 winning streak. I mean, yes, we sir, for the beginning, but. All that was confidence, you know what I'm saying? And the games were easy because we went so hard in practice, dude. You know that. We went we went hard in practice. I mean, we didn't even, you know, defense didn't even hang out with off the offense. Um, and we were just, I mean, like I we I told at the memorial for Rad, like offense took Walton's personality, very quiet, you know, by the book, whatever. Well, Rad is fly off the cuff, wild, confident in ourselves, um, could go over a whole game plan all week, and then five minutes before the game, all that shit is out from what he saw all the time. You know, yeah, no, man. Like, I, I was telling somebody that story not too long ago, like, just to, to put all that work in for a week oh, watching film oh. and you finally learn to play and everything on the bus. I mean, you just sitting there waiting like, what are you going to do with it? Stop the bus. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to work. I just saw, <laughs> I just realized we got a flaw. It's not going to work. Starting defense. Starting defense, get in front of the bus. That's like, right. That's exactly Dang right. it, Rad. And then you're going to get 10 different instructions and like, you wonder why I'm messing up on the field. Yeah. I just yeah. spent all the time learning this, man. Uh, My mind, man, God. I know, yeah, man. And I remember, <laughs> like, Rachel and you looked at it. Rachel and you looked at each other. You were like, I was like, all right. Well, I mean, you, you, I, you know, Raz's defense is 90% mental. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, you miss one assignment with Raz, and you're in that doghouse, brother. You, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, yo, it's not about because my freshman year, man, we listen, there were some dogs, man. We had 
man child. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I Name some people. Thinking. Name some people. Name some people. You remember, um, you weren't there, Herbie. Cause they got a lot of JUCOs coming in, man. They had some JUCOs coming in, like Herbie. They had some defensive linemen coming out. God, I forget his name. But they had some guys coming from Arizona, California and stuff. You know, they were already developed, man. They're juniors. Yeah, yeah juniors, yeah. You're like, God damn, you see the size of uh, <laughs> these dudes' arm? You're like, man, what the fuck, I ain't. There's no chance of me playing, you know? Right, but right, right. It's mental, man. These dudes couldn't get it mentally. They couldn't get it. And yeah, you're learning the NFL defense and NFL offense because literally, for those who understand, our coaches didn't, you know, there was no college playbook. They literally took out the New York down. Jets. Nope. Yeah, they took out the New York Jets uh, uh, logo and put in Robert Morris, <laughs> and that's what he read. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's crazy. Like you're 18 years old, 19, 20. You like, I'm learning this. You like, yeah, like, yeah. Just a, a wealth of, of of information, and we got a football education. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, man. Yo, we got a great football education. Um, so 99 going into 2000. Yeah, 2000. Undefeated man. year. Yeah, y'all coming to the camp. Like I say, I report, and I see you loud as hell. And I see. And the energy was crazy, right? I'm like, y'all good, again, as, as as a person who's part of the original class of, of 98, you know, I had to ask myself, how good are these dudes really? And I'm gonna be straight up. I saw the talent, but I said, these dudes are gonna implode. They're <laughs> gonna implode because they too, they too, they, they're having too much fun. Too much fun. If, if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I would have never known that you, that Katinka could have that much fun and still come on that, on the field and just, and perform. I, it was a beauty to watch, man. Listen. To watch it together. Yeah, it's, man. I cannot, and it's so funny you say that, because I, I, I sit here and wonder, like, Man, do these other teams have as much fun as we did? Like, mm. I mean, with the lack of shit that we had, you know what I'm right. saying? I mean, practicing up on that dirt-ass field. <laughs> we, playing at a high school, you know, we yep. wearing hand-me-downs from the NFL. I mean, we were like the Bad News Bears, man. You know what I'm saying? For real, bro. And, um... But, yeah, man, like, you're coming off now that you're right. It's, I am like, nobody, if they weren't there, nobody can experience that. Now, it's yeah. funny you say on how you evaluated us because I did the same thing when I started coaching, right? I evaluated the team that, those teams that I coach on, if a player, I'm like, could they have played with us? All yeah. right. Jean-Jacques. Cliff could yep. play. You know, he was on, well, he was senior. No, he was, was he there in 2000? He might have been a prop or something. No, he was a prop. He was a prop. Yeah. Noel. Noel could have played. Um, who else? From that team, um, Taiwan would have got on the field for offense for sure. Yeah. You know, oh, his yeah. talent. Oh, yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, you're naming all my recruits, right? I know, I know. <laughs> brought all those kids in, yeah, man. Yeah, um, man. Then when I was there, like you know, a Jeff Romus, you weren't there. He was, 
a good, just a couple, maybe one, two here and there. Other than that, I mean, so like, that's how I evaluated the our talent because I mean, dude, we were talented, man. I, yeah. I, I'm telling you, the group of athletes that we had at that school at that time, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's, it, it cannot be, I mean, you got dudes like Reggie, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And the, I mean, if you got on that bus, you would think we haven't won a game in 50 years. Right. You right. know, um, but I got film and I, you know, I, I got to get these films trans, but I mean, just the fun that we had, but what, Saturday, I mean, it was, it was go time. Even when we were behind, you know, you're yeah. like, no, we're not going to lose this game. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Again, a continuation with the, with the energy of that 2000 team, man, yeah. was, again, even in, I remember that Dayton game, boy, that thing was close, right? And so, I yeah, 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 Austin with that pick at the end, That's but right. just, That's you know, right. again, you just felt like something was going to happen. You didn't quite know how. Again, yeah. it, it felt like a team of destiny, man. It really did. It felt like a team of destiny. I don't know if you remember this. I was growing my beard out for the first time, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm not shaving until these fools lose. I remember Or that. That, that last picture <laughs> of me in the football office, I look like an escape <laughs> slave, man. <laughs> <laughs> I look terrible, dude. Like, I look like Django Rechain. <laughs> Yo, I mean, so many times, like, people would be like, who is that? Oh, yeah, that's Coach Mo, man. That's yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, so, yeah oh, man. Oh, baby, bro. yeah, that 2000 was special, yeah, man. I, you know, just again, just start with camp and Opio making that prediction to the media that we're going to go undefeated. <laughs> I remember that announcement. will like, Hey guys, just want to tell, let you know, uh, Opio just promised that you guys gonna go undefeated. <laughs> oh, I like, no, you yeah. didn't, Opio. Uh, like, my bad, man. I just like, man, I know what I said was, if we play our best, ain't nobody gonna beat us. That's what I said, boy. <laughs> and then the cast like, yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's see what we can make this thing happen for real, though. You done made a prediction, yeah. let's go do it. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, man? I tell you the truth, um, Mo. I. Even though we had all that talent, I, 98 probably was the most talented team. You think we so? Were. Absolutely, dude. Hmm. Uh, you had Amon as tight end and Gary. Oh, you know what? End. That's right. There's a lot of still spillover. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. You got, you had, I mean, you had Tim Matthews as tight end. You had. Antoine Lee was that receiver, right? Antoine Lee. Burner. Yeah. Burner. Burner. yeah. I mean, yeah, ran back yeah. tons of kickoffs that year. So 90, Hank was on that team, 98 team talent-wise was by far the best we had. Hmm. We just didn't click. We, you know, we had, I mean, cause we had, I think it was like 13, 14 freshmen starting on that 98 team. Yeah. Um, but then 99, we started to click. All right. Yeah. In yeah. 2000, now we're on top y'all, of the y'all world. rolling. Yeah. And then we get to 2001, your now, senior year. Yeah. We we so, actually had an hour and 48 minutes, if you can yeah, believe I it know, already. Bro, so we, we, we get to we get to your senior year. We don't start off the year as, as we planned. And and again, I I I I I felt that 
it was you're trying to carry over with the energy from 2000, but it didn't quite happen. I think nah. people were starting to think that it was going to be automatic. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and when that Buffalo State coach made that prediction that they're going to beat y'all because it was his first game, first year, because he had nothing to lose. Nothing yeah. to lose by making that prediction. And to go up to, uh, uh, to Buffalo and be uh, up 20 zip, I believe. We were winning. And they come back yeah. oh. and beat y'all. Well, no, beat us. I'm going to say us. I ain't going to yeah. say y'all. I'm going to say us. And beat us. And, and we knew, like, yo, it just got serious. Yeah, well. The swag, everything, like, oh. So, yeah, a lot of shit happened. So, Brad Miller didn't come back mm-hmm. from our senior year, right? Um, oh, you know, that's yeah. right. So, okay. What about that? Yeah, so that was a lot had to do with my weight loss. That So I was like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to make it to the league as, you know, being a DN and 3-4, which I look back now as, you know, I probably could have made it. At least got a shot at a practice squad when I, because I coached for Arizona Cardinals. I saw what was in the league, so I was like, okay, let me slim down. Let me. I had we had Alex. You remember Alex? Yeah, yeah, Alex Wilson. We, yep. Yeah, we had him coming in. Um, I was like, all right, we need an outside linebacker. I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll slim down, get my time, get my forty down, I'll become outside linebacker. But you know, when I came in. Yo, I, they saw me with all, I mean, cause shit. How much weight I lose? I lost 40 Bro. pounds or something? Yeah. Red, red, shit, right away. Like, oh, you know, Grayson, Grayson want to be sexy. Uh, <laughs> he, he, you know, we, we need a defensive end and, and he want to go lose all this weight. You know, I'm a, no, 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 you got down to 215, dude. Mm. And then you kind of start putting back up. I mean, you came in at 215 and ran like, what am I supposed to do with this? I, you know? 295, Grayson want to be sexy. <laughs> yeah. But he like, oh, like, dude. So, I mean, so if, I'll tell you this, and I remember <laughs> that, I remember that conversation you had with me. They were like, dude, uh, man, they think you're doing roids, man. What are you doing? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to make it to the league. If they, if Rand would have told me like, hey, man, you stay up at this weight and you have a great senior year, mm-hmm. you'll have a legitimate chance of getting, I mean, because, you know, Chicago was there. Uh, and I remember, I, I don't know if you told me, I don't know. I hit KJ out of fucking bounds on nine. <laughs> nine, uh-huh. nine and I launched him so far, like that 2000 year, it, he, he landed at the feet of the Chicago scout. Right, <laughs> I don't know if it was you or Cleary or somebody were like, yeah, like you know, Chicago was asking about you. I'm like, shit. But anyway, um, but then KJ's brother-in-law was playing. Larry Thorpe was playing with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and he was like, yo, what are you doing, man? Why you lose all that weight? Cause he really, he tell KJ all the time. He's like, yo, tell that kid to keep going, man. He might have a. Cause he used to come and watch our games and shit. Mm-hmm. So I, that is like the <coughs> biggest regret um, I had. But going and that, that's a lot to do with it. Cause I mean, that the year two thousand, I whooped that left tackle's ass at Buff State, mm-hmm. and then I got their senior year, 
I mean, shit, he ran. I mean, he was three hundred. Yeah. He was running all over. But yeah. I don't blame that on me. I blame that game on Joe Ward because Joe Ward didn't cover motherfucking tight end to save his life. The worst angles in history of football. The worst angles. Oh in football. boy, that's too funny. So yeah, so yeah, that was the downfall, man. We just didn't have leadership. That's where I learned yeah. um, leadership was huge, right? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, not smoke having provided. smoke. Yeah, it's not smoke, smoke not being there. Yeah. Um, and not even though he was on staff, he just it wasn't. You know, not the same. Yeah, it wasn't man. the same. And so, um, oh, we I remember something. Also, something happened that year. I don't know if you remember. Nine eleven. Oh, nine. Yeah, we lost again. Nine eleven yeah. happens, and we end up playing a short season because right. remember, we made yeah. It so there was that. a plane that went down near Pittsburgh, which yep, scared everybody. Too. That's then right. we had to think about, uh, no, from a coaching perspective, let me tell you what I had to do. And I'm trying to explain to Joe Walton, there's something called a terrorist attack. <laughs> and because of that, when it comes to exchanging film, things have just got <laughs> real complicated. <laughs> they don't want to hear that. They don't want, they don't want to hear nothing, bro. Remember, as a GA, we ain't gonna even get into with my knee situation with no insurance. <laughs> you remember, as a GA, not only did we not have insurance, we did not have a living stipend. We had no money, no money, food, no money. So I was expected to drive my car, pay my own insurance by working a side job as a grad student football coach, and drive my car to go get film. But I had to drive, bro. Do you know I had to drive from Pittsburgh to Monmouth to get a tape during 9-11? I had to drive, instead of doing overnight delivery, I had to drive to exchange tape. And they Come gave on. me a tape that we already had game footage on. You've got to be shitting me. I bullshit you now. Fuck that. That's, that's what happened to me. And, and I had to go tell Walton that, bro. Can you imagine now when I hand over this tape, and they opened up the joint, the, the, the envelope. So I looked like a, a, a like I fucked up, right. right? I hand the tape over, and it's a tape like we already got this game. Like I don't control that. I just told y'all, yeah. it things just got real complicated. <laughs> no <laughs> way they made you drive it. Yeah, I was told. I drove with my own car, my own gas, uh, with money that I didn't have. Didn't have. Yeah. And yes. Like they didn't get that. They don't get. All right, we're not even there yet, but. Um, but yeah, man, so, you know, a huge, so we were on top of the world going into that 2001. Okay. So let me take you back. Right. So was during camp, maybe we all went out, all went to Tequila Willie's. Right. And you know, 2000, man, that, you know, we're the talk of the town. They're like, yo, man. Oh, Robert, I remember this. Yeah, yeah Robert you got to tell this Pitt. story. Yeah, Robert Morris can probably be Pitt and all this and all. I mean, so we're, you know, and where we, when we go out, you know, we're rolling 10, 15 deep, right? So we're all at Tequila Willie's, right? We got the whole back. All Robert Morris, we took over the whole back, right? So we, you know, we're feeling. 
And that is the night or the day that Aaliyah crashed her plane. Man, you, you know I was there with y'all that night, Yeah, right? you you the one that came up there with, you were like, yo, Aaliyah just died. You were like, what? Bro, I was yo, on a dance floor with this girl, man. And yeah. we dancing, having fun, bro. DJ make the announcement. I just leave her on the dance floor and walk away, bro. I couldn't yeah, even came, talk. Yeah, you yeah, came up man. There. And that was when, like, the whole team was, like I said, you know, defense rock with defense, offense did our thing. But offense was there. We are, I mean, so, yeah, we were real high up on that horse, and then we lost. But anyway. So, yeah, yeah. that was going into that season, man. <laughs> you know, I mean. And, and, you you know, gonna talk about how Walt yelled at y'all? Oh, found out. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, they're doing a little jig there. J- hey. I mean, dude, we were laughing so hard, putting our heads down. I mean, this was before the season started. Oh, like, yeah, man. We ain't going to lose to nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, you want a jig? Oh, yeah. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I looked over at y'all. And oh. I, I saw y'all laughing. I'm like, boy, you know. if one of them get caught, if and you I said, know. I'm gonna say, I stood. Me and Cole stood as <laughs> far away from y'all as possible because we knew that uh, one hear, saw one I of y'all laughing. I can hear Cole. Oh, oh, you talking all fast? Oh, they about to get in trouble. Hey, you watch, 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 watch Reggie and Kyler. They about to get in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. boy, that yeah, was so said funny. That shit. But I mean, again, lose that last them first three games, uh, but then get rolling. Uh, yeah, I can't remember who that victory was against against that that fourth game, but uh, y'all really got things rolling. And I just remember though the feeling at the end of the season was, my goodness, anybody that played right now, because we wanted to get that rematch with Mama. That was we Mama. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we was like, yo, come on, please let's play. At a neutral site, we don't care. Yeah, please dude. play us. We're and they were, they were not trying to no. do it, man, because they knew. Now, they would have sensed weakness and knew that y'all went on a winning streak. Right. They would have jumped course. on it, but they said they ain't want no part of that. Yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah, and plus, man, man um, I was about to say, we, uh, Shit, I forgot what I was about to say, but your senior you know, year. You talking about your senior year? Yeah, it was our senior year, and we were rolling. Um, Mama so didn't want to play, we y'all. Missed that, we think. missed that. We missed that game against Mama. Oh, yeah. Like so, in uh, go back to two thousand, dude. If we went undefeated, you remember we had a chance to make it to the playoffs and shit, right? Yes, yes. The, the NCAA like, scholarship playoffs. Right. And that's what we were hoping for, man. And then, like, when we found out that we weren't going to go, that was kind of a let up. I'm like, you know, what else do we have to do? And remember, Duquesne didn't want to play us. They didn't play us anymore. You know, as a student athlete, right, Uh when, you know, you only, you know, my whole concept of going to college was to make it to the next level. And then when that's over... What do you do? It's over. Yeah, you know man. What I'm yes, sir. Like, you, you don't grasp that. You know what I'm saying? You don't grasp that when you're in it. Um, right. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't like I didn't have any other plans. I, you know, I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. So, right. um, 
after you know after school was then you know you go back for an extra an extra semester um but after that dude you know i went back home and worked with my dad on the truck and shit. oh wow yeah how long and did you do that for um so what i do that 2000 got done 2002 ish i think i did that for a year and mm -hmm. i was like the hell with that um still had a girlfriend in, in pennsylvania back up here so of course i was trying to be closer to her so i got a, a high school coaching job at a real small school here and okay. then um i was still in touch with rach um i'm still in touch with rach a little bit here and there i would play basketball up there john jay and um we uh he was like yeah man why don't you try to apply to be a ga i'm like all right they said free room and board you know it's all that okay hey, i'm sleeping on the couch eating tuna fish and corn <laughs> on a paper plate yeah right, okay right. ain't no deal with me. no problem yes, sir. So, um so i applied dude had to take the gmat totally bombed the gmat totally mm. on my way to the gmat my car ran out of gas you know, if you're late, that's an automatic fail, you know? So I talked to Benzel. Benzel, I asked him, he was like, yo, man, if you're gonna do the GA and they're gonna pay for your masters, go get the best one out there. You know, the best one they have to do is the MBA. And I'm like, yeah, masters in business, okay. Um, what I should have done was instructional leadership. That's what I should have done. Um, but, so of course I get the hardest one MBA and that's when slavery starts to take effect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, go ahead, yeah. provide the context for Man. What we, tell I them what tell we went you, through. When I tell you that um, your mask, when you're working for two older old school nfl coaches there is nothing else um and they're so stuck in their ways and i understand why because they pretty much invented the stuff that they do you know what i'm saying so drawing plays out by hand when you have technology that doesn't you don't have to do that but because your coach doesn't want to see it any other way you got to do it um, and where I jumped under your wing was you were a defensive line GA, you were in charge of the run. I, I mean, I feel like the D line GAs got the grunt of the work. And I'm telling you, if you were weak minded, ain't no way you, you're not going to, if you didn't have the background where you came from and I didn't have the background where I came, you weren't gonna last. I'm gonna tell you that now, man. You know what's Thick so funny skin. you say that, man. That again, something else we that we connect Dude. on it, and, and the way you articulated something is in a way that I never connected. Is that again our background and being able to? So we're the only GA for defense too. Offense always had two. Two. That's what always just one for defense, doing everything of, of, of two, maybe three people. Yeah. And 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 then to deal with a a we gotta say at times see now an old man who is a absolute genius. But y'all remember Einstein was brilliant 
and aloof. Aloof, yeah. Goodness yeah. gracious, but you know you, but he was a genius, and and you, there's certain things you accept about geniuses, especially them calling you names, calling yeah. you out your name, and then comes second nature. You just learned, right? Because again, but, we knew how yeah. to deal with it. And you know, with the type of person with Rad, if he didn't call you out your name, then he ain't what his thing was. And this was the biggest lesson I had to learn um, from Rad. I'm still trying to figure out if it's right or not, Mo. It's I don't like to leave anybody back, meaning I want to help everybody. Rad told me, he was like, do not waste your time on kids that ain't never going to play here. Yes. And that is he such that too. a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow, right? But if you're in that, if you're, you're coaching football or you're coaching any sport, You'll know the kids that are never going to play um, just because they they really don't. And I'm not saying, I don't want to say it on them that they're never going to play. They could potentially play, but it's going to be, if they don't have it up in the mind and physically, you ain't going to play. Not yeah. in Rad's defense, not on that level. I ain't it's, too many defenses because you got to have at least – one, I mean, you you got an outside chance with having the knowledge, but not the right. athletic ability. You right. got a pretty good chance if you're athletic, uh, but not have knowledge. You ain't got either. No, nah, you're helping just, the GPA. Hopefully, yeah, you can help you the are, team's GPA. Man, that's right. You but, are. but I'm gonna and say this too, as a coach, though, as race to, if you are focused on developing people versus football players. And even now, people that don't get see the field, you can develop, right? Because you're preparing them for life. Absolutely. So as long as you're intentional about people, again, I, and I can't say that as a GA, you know, under, uh, with you all, that I always did that, um, and especially with some of the younger guys and those who were, you know, I, I can say that I could have done a better job of that. Um, but again, we were so much demanded of us yeah. as a lace from the coaching side what? that we couldn't even really try to develop the the, the, the prop forty eight, well, et cetera, you know? Well, yeah. And then you're dealt with a damn near impossible test. I, I want to get across <laughs> to your listeners that I'm telling you, being a GA, and listen, being a GA at a Tell them what a GA stand school. for. Tell them what it stands for, Coach. Graduate assistant, okay? Football coach. Football coach, right? But you had what they – we had to be their friends, right? We could – they were like, let Rad and I break them down. You build them up, right? So the respect is almost out the window from the players. You, yep. You really can't be friends with them, but at the same time, you can't. You you really almost can't enforce discipline either on them <laughs> too, right? So it's like what now? And now you're taking shit from the players, and it's okay from us. I mean, like I said, I'm, I would knock my ass clean out, dude. So you're taking shit from the players. Then you got all this work to do on football. Now, I'm talking about breaking down film. Not only do you have to deal with football, but you got to make sure rad as shit is set up, the projector. I mean, you are a slave that is like a chicken with your head cut off. 
Remember, they told us that. Brad said, you know, I want you to understand, as a GA, you are officially a slave. Yeah. yeah. And I said, and he wasn't talking about from a racial standpoint, even though it was pretty bad that I'm yeah. uh, that he's telling it to a black person and he knew it. Right. But I understood the underlying meaning was <laughs> right. my life is pretty much over and we it's haven't true. even gotten to the academic piece yet. No, no. We have, and this, and this is one of the biggest problems I had um, as a GA, but, you know, to take it back, like, I mean, I'm spending 17 hours in the football office. By the time I go home and I got to wake up and through, I was sleeping under the, the, the desk, man. I'm like, man, you know, because, well, you got to keep a, you got to keep a B average to keep your masters, you know what I'm saying? And NBA, I'm just like, dude, no money. Now, like a lot of people just don't get that. No money. No, you get you get a food card and you get a place to stay. Uh, but if you got a car, yep. you ain't got no gas. How you gonna nope. get gas money? Uh, I mean, that's where you get resourceful. If you drink, if you want to drink, boy, you better learn to find every special there is in Moon Township. Brother, man, don't you know that's when I started drinking alcohol? <laughs> I promise to God, bro. I, I I didn't drink in undergrad. My first time drinking alcohol, bro. When I like, you know, I had my uh, no, I, my first drink was December twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. I can tell you the exact day because football season's over. We yeah. just won the NEC championship. Right. We just won the bowl game, and my career's over. My roommate had a bottle of Hennessy. Shout out to Keith oh. Cates. A bottle of Hennessy that set oh. for a year for my first drink. So my first drink is not beer, oh. is Hennessy. Mm -hmm. Three Ugh. shots, three shots of Hennessy oh. as my first drink. The How whole dorm is in my on my floor to watch me drink for the first time. <laughs> there was an announcement made, brother. They cats start running like roaches up the stairs to see me drink. Oh, I take the crazy. first shot, boom. I look like, okay. And that thing start burning down my throat board. I, my eyes start watering. People start laughing. Give me another one. They start cheering. Boom. Boy, I'm, I'm, and now my head starting to spin. I'm like, give me one more. Boom. Ugh. The next thing I remember, I'm running around campus, headed to the football office where it's 32 degrees. It's snowing outside. All I got on is a, a white tee. And I'm running to the football office to pick up my highlight tape. I run the football office and say, Coach, I just had my first drink. And they all <laughs> bust out laughing. <laughs> the next thing I remember, my plane is landing in Orlando for Christmas break. Come on. That's you that's my first drink. Yeah. That was my first time drinking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> man. I didn't. And you know, it's funny, man. And like college, is, it is, dude. You, I didn't. My first time drinking was not until I was a sophomore in um, in college. That's the first time I drank. I didn't touch the stuff. Um, but yeah, man, like, I, I mean, it's just the amount of shit that you gotta do and education and the pressure, the pressure on it, man. Because you don't wanna let these dudes down and then it's like the People that went before you are just sitting back and like, yeah, yeah. Like, you, I mean, you gotta pay your dues, you right? Yeah, you gotta pay your dues. So 
Yep, yep. That's don't feel sorry for your ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's when, you know, I decided to call Mo Baptiste. Like, yeah. <laughs> Man, like, listen. <sighs> I sincere because I just saw everything reversed. I'm just like, you're doing all this work, you're running around. These players have no idea how much you do for them. They don't know None. how much you do. And I'm sitting out in practice, you know, I'm always late coming up because I'm constantly getting, putting shit in the, the sleeves, you know, you're getting, you're running around, you're like, come um, And then you get down and like these players, it's like making the, the game plan. It's like, nah, motherfuckers, y'all gonna read this. You gonna pick <laughs> this up, <laughs> okay? You understand yeah. how much it hurt my heart <laughs> every week. How much time? And I tell you, Rad, they're not gonna look at you. But again, his NFL mindset would not allow him to, to, to like accept that. And, and I mean, all the hard work that I put in those it's things and to watch y'all. And again, I was a player too. Did I watch, did I really? No, I didn't, man. If uh, I would have known, yeah. How much? How much better would we would have been if we did? If we did, if we, all I would do, I'm telling you this, all I would do was I look to see what the size was mm -hmm. of the um, <laughs> the dude I was playing against. That's all mm -hmm. I need to know. The bigger, the better. For me, I yep. want them to be contact size. Yeah, because um, you knew they couldn't move. That's right. And then, you know, I paid attention to everything, you know, that we did out on the field was my responsibility. And so back to the story I was telling you, oh my God, dude, this was my demise playing. <laughs> I missed, I missed, who were we playing? God, I forget who we were playing. Was it St. Francis? I missed, I had call. I had call. You know, you call, call first, uh -uh. yeah. The call side DM. Oh, uh, you did not. That. Oh, <laughs> so it's like uh -oh. I'm on it, right? And I'm on where I'm on the side of the side of our sideline in Moon and Moon Stadium. I'm hearing it, call right, call right, but it's just ain't. It's not. It's not registered. It register. I hear you on the sideline. Horse, you got called. You got called. I, I can hear it. I go off. <laughs> boom, that running back takes down the sideline. All I, and I'm, oh. I'm like, oh, shit. And he throws it to him, right? It's like for a 40-yard game. Oh. I'm running, and I'm looking at you down the sideline. You're like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I saw him, get him out, get him out. Oh my God. I came up telling you like you ain't nowhere. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's it. That was it. Man. That was I'm it. Stomach hurting right now. Yeah, oh, wow. dude. I'll never forget it. Oh, yeah. I need to see oh. you because you had your stocking cap on. You were like, <laughs> you were like, I told you. But you know why I didn't yell at you? You want to know why I didn't? I'm gonna tell you why they yell at you. Do you know how many times I had to, on, on the call that I did the exact same thing? My brain would freeze. <laughs> but they just, used to call out Miami, Miami, like to make sure that I know where I'm from. 
still uh, didn't register, bro. Yeah, and like I prided myself because I like I I love getting a call because like I get to cover a running back. I might have yes, a pick. Sir. I might have a pick, yo. So for me to and that was the only call I ever met, and I mean mm. it was yeah, man. <laughs> it was down. It was coming in on the thirty, or we were on like the forty coming in. Oh, dude, they got down like the ten yards. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, yeah man, but man. back to being a GA, man. Um, I, when when I was a GA and people would come in, I'm like, dude, let me tell you, rethink this, rethink this shit, man. I, <laughs> I didn't contact, I didn't contact Bo until I already was in. Oh, yo, I'm like, listen, rethink this because it is your life, and if you're a defensive GA. Offense has it so easy. Man, those dudes will be home playing video games. I'm like, bro. Studying, got time to study. Yeah, bro. Shit, dude. I mean, there were so many classes that I didn't even go to because, I mean, I had to make, you know, okay, playing Albany. All those formations. Oh, yes, Lord. Brad wants every Every formation that they want to play off. Yep. I mean, it's, I'm like, I'm not even going to class tonight because <sighs> I'm going to be here forever. But yeah, man. So that transition, um, I knew my first time as a GA, I was sick of football. I'm like, nope, I'm never coaching again. <laughs> yep. Nope. Yep, never coaching again. I'm yes, like, sir. I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> and like, like how they did us, you know what I'm saying? Like they moved us to, Again, no money. They moved us off campus without asking us because the mm. school over, they over enrolled, you know, it's about money. Put us in a hotel. Okay. You're putting us in a hotel five, mi- five miles away. I got a big ass Cadillac. You going to give us gas money? How are we going to get back and forth? Right. And it's, and, okay, you can take a shuttle. Bullshit. I don't get out of being a GA until two o'clock in the morning. You think a shuttle's gonna run me? So what are you doing, right. man? It's like that's when I was sleeping under the desk. So yeah. and you just get shit on, man. But you learn a lot. You learn a lot, not only football-wise, but you learn a lot about yourself. Oh right? boy, ain't that something else? Yeah, boy. and I tell yeah. like, yo, and I remember that conversation, man. I rem- I was like, Mo, I'm sorry. He's like, you. Uh, He's like, you know what? I'm glad. I hope you suffer. <laughs> I was like, I know, dude. Hey, boy, I, I remember when you God. became a GA. I said, yes! <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> you were, you were like, yes. Oh, yeah. you were like, yes, motherfucker. Now you know. Now I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I know. If I could take it back, I'd take it all back, dude. Cause I yeah, mean, bro. Well, I mean, because you had a hell of an arm, right? You had a hell of an yeah. arm. So we had to play quarterback because you couldn't rely on the damn dumbass uh, <laughs> scout, scout team, team quarterback. quarterback. Right. Because yeah. if they don't get it right, now you make it. Now Raz like, well, you draw the play right. Okay, boys. No, let me run. You know, I'm mm-hmm. out there with the helmet on so I don't get smacked in the yep. face. Yep. Yeah, and then now these little assholes want to talk shit, right? Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. I'm going to burn all y'all, you know? Just, <laughs> like, I was like, and that's with my shit talking. I'm like, yo, you let me, a high school quarterback, light you up. What do you think's <laughs> going to happen on Saturday? You know, yep, just, yep. But, yep, um, yep. 
but yeah, man, you go through that. And then I was, you know, I went, I tried my, my, uh, I tried my hand in the sales world. You know, I'm just not a salesman. I'd rather give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you don't <laughs> right. need it, I ain't gonna, if you tell me no, okay, peace. I'm not gonna sit here and beg you to, to buy anything from me. But I always get, man, you'd be a hell of a salesman. No, I'm not. I like people. I want to help people. So speaking of, because we had two yep. two twenty three. Yeah. Let's get to your career now. So now you in personal training. Yep. So now so, you like if I'm gonna be a pretty boy, I might as well get paid to be, you know, yeah. uh 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 you gonna be pretty, you gotta get paid to be pretty, right? Yeah, man. Like so um <laughs> So back in 2012, man, 2012 was a rough year for me. Mm-hmm. Great year, but rough year. So, um, you know, you're out, man. We're out partying. And I, in 2008, I was making tons of money. Got a D, got my first DUI, all right? Mm. Um, dude, I mean, should not have been drinking. Um, but me trying, and this was before Uber, this was before all that, in yeah. Pittsburgh, after 12 o'clock, you can't get a cab. Um, was hanging out with some girls that went for Robert Morris. Girl came out, fell, slashed around. I was like, okay, I'll drive home. So I've never been driving. So got that. Got over that. I was in sales. Um, and, and like I said, God is good. Everything worked out perfect. Uh, went back to Robert Morris in 2011 mm-hmm. to start coaching, right? Got my second DUI. I was doing everything right. I did everything. I went. I had a ride, wasn't drinking, but as the same as the first one, um, this is where self-love comes in. I'm always putting other people before myself, right? I put my friends before myself. Oh, you know what? Okay. So I had a ride, couldn't get in with my friend that, was, that had the ride. He didn't want to leave his car there. I got a Mustang tenant up in Cranberry, black dude with Virginia tags on there, leaving the leaving the bar. We we had went to Denny's for four hours, but leaving the bar at that, you know, I was a done deal. So, you know, in PA, when you get a second DUI, you lose your license for a year. Um, you gotta do, you know, seven to thirty days in jail, uh, house arrest. So I went through all that, man. I only did three days in jail. Um, and then my dad passed, got accepted to go to Arizona. Okay. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Got accepted. I was, uh, so I was a GA for the football NFL for Arizona. I was out there with Rach. Rach and, uh, coach Miller got me in got and, you. um, got back, went to a wedding, got drunk, tried to walk home, trying to do it all. They uh, put me, they, like, I didn't get arrested. I just got a ticket. Well, I didn't even get a ticket. They were like, you're you're a hazard to yourself by walking home. So that was a Friday night. Saturday morning, we had a scrimmage. So I got let out, went scrimmage, hungover, as most coaches were, okay? All right? Uh, But since they knew that I was just in jail, they were like, so you coached the game? Uh technically still intoxicated i'm like well yeah so i got fired i got fired from robert morris so so humble humble my ass and um i was like you know what I, 
that I can't, I'm living out in moon, I can't get around. So the lowest part of my life mode was having my having to have my mom drive all the way up from Florida, get all my stuff. I could not even help her drive back to Florida because I didn't have a license. Moving back in with my mother, my two sisters, and a two-bedroom apartment. Now, which I got two master's degrees. And I'm living in Florida in a poor neighborhood with my mother, my rock bottom. So 2012 was my rock bottom, but that's when I started to do a self-development. With that, I'm a totally believer as um, it's all mental, man. If you feel good mentally, people with confidence and feel good mentally, nine times out of 10, take care of their body, right? If you suffer with self-confidence or whatever, I tell them the first thing you should do, get your body right. Get your body right. And that's the only thing I had to do, man. I would, I would walk or ride a bike or run a mile to Planet Fitness every day. Every day, man. Didn't have my diet with shit. Um, didn't know. And I mean, I'm just doing football workouts. That's all I knew. Uh, one guy came up to me and was like, I was working out with my sister and I wanted to look like The Rock. You know, I'm not doing steroids. They ain't have any money to do to pay for steroids, man. And um, he was like, man, what are you doing? I was like, man, I'm trying to look like a, The Rock. He's like, dude, I see you in here every day. You're the hardest working dude in this gym. And he was like, what are you eating? So I told him, he was like, well, that's your problem. So now nutrition, okay? Nutrition, 90% of it. It's 90% of nutrition. Once I got that, then the weight just started coming off. And dude, I got down to 212, six pack, everything. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, I better make some money to do. Like people are asking me, hey, how'd you do this? So that's how I got into personal training. And I personal train not for the physical results. I personally train for the mental, the confidence that it gives a woman. It confidence does it give a kid when they lose weight and they can fit in clothes, they're feeling good about themselves. That is what excites me. I can care less on how much weight you lose or whatever, but now you're building confidence in yourself. Mental um, programming. Yeah, that's what yes, I enjoy. All right. Um, that's my passion is to, so I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the best trainer, but when you take my classes, I'm a great motivator, right? So what I'll do is, you know, we're talking with you. I'll find out what you're struggling with. And then when you're struggling to do that last rep, it's just like, it's just like a coach. I'm going to point out, you remember how your kids look at you? You remember? That's what you got. So you just find those buttons and you find the character in people and you try to bring out the best in them, man. Um, so yeah, so, you know, a personal trainer, I did it great. I loved it down in Florida. Moved up here. I just wanted to get out of Florida from where I was at. Um, got a job with my friend doing um, vending as an account manager. Uh, still 
bought into a gym, top tier. It's an MMA gym. Uh, we bought into it. Uh, and it was good. I don't know anything about MMA. I didn't know anything. Um, I just knew that, you know, being late 30s, turning 40, I ain't gonna keep pushing weight. You know what I'm saying? It's not, a, I'm not worried about how strong I am. It's just how I feel, how I feel in my clothes and how I feel about myself, right? So I started doing martial arts and I'm telling you, martial arts should be in, should be PE in our schools. That I agree 100%. The discipline of that, okay? And then all of the, cause it's all hips. It's all, you're punching, watch Tyson, boxing, it's all hips. That, that will translate into any sport that you play. Basketball, football, hockey, whatever. Listen, martial arts is the way to go. It should be in every PE. It's, that's what we should be teaching our kids without a doubt. So we got my, my, my uh, boy, uh, we just got offered you know, to buy this gym from these guys. And so we did. So we're in it, man. I made the last payment. I was like, you know what? This is not something. I like. I don't like the whole gym aspect and collecting memberships and stuff. Man, I just want to help people, Mo. I and I want and being a personal trainer, man, you ain't making because it's only one of you. Dude. It's only one of you. So if you're not doing it online, if you don't, if you don't sell supplements, if you don't have them, if you're not on social media all the time, all this, all that, then you ain't. You're gonna struggle as a personal trainer. Um, I don't care how good you are, um, but I I know I'm good at that. With me is, this goes back to when I was coming to see you about my doctor. I wanna affect people more than just physically in a gym. You know, that's why I like martial arts is because it teaches women. As soon as a woman starts to know how, you know, you throw a, a jab hook, it becomes, it become your muscle memory. So as soon as that guy or uh, perpetrator comes up, one, two, boom. And once they feel it, man, you build that confidence in women, dude. And I do that because, you know, coming, my mother was beaten. Uh, you know, I don't want my sisters to go through that shit. And women, I feel, you know, because men go through this whole power struggle, being bigger, whatever. To me, women are the ultimate species on this planet, okay? Emotionally better than, stronger than men, physically stronger than men, because they give birth, they give, they give life. Tougher. Tougher, seriously. Higher uh, tolerance to pain. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, they are stronger. Like, my, I go back to my sister being obese. My sister is like, was like 350, three, she's out there running sprints with me. And I'm just like, Hold, I know I wouldn't be out there running sprints at 300. I'm talking about 100 yard sprints, man. She's out there, of course she's not going fast, but she's out there doing it, dude. You know what I'm saying? And for her to do that, just like, I, I, told, I was like, I'm, she's the better athlete than I am, because there's no way. And she's been dealing with this all her life, man. You know what I'm saying? So, but, she lost weight and the confidence in her now. 
And that is what I strive for in anything. I don't know what my next move is, Mo. I, do I want to be a gym owner? Man, I don't. You know what I want to do is I want to train athletes like in a Miami, okay? So where those kids, I want to be a mentor and I want to train them. So they got somewhere to go to train. They got somewhere to believe in them because that's all they have to get out of where they're at, okay? And the reason why I say there is like Miami, Southern Florida is because you got your Haitians, your Cubans, where these people come from third world. They don't have anything, but got the probably some of the best genetics in the world, right? And Coming work ethic. And, and work ethic. Listen, and you know, bro. the laziest Haitian I know is Chris John Jock, and I <laughs> hope he's listening to that. <laughs> man, man, I, I never seen somebody cross the leg with their hands on their hips. I'm like, Cliff, you are a <laughs> silverback gorilla. You're strong as a, but you have got to be the la laziest person Hey, oh hey, my hey, god, I hey, can't hey, wait. Dog. Hey dog, it's hot out here. It's hot of course. <laughs> you were from Miami. What are you talking about? He, man, I don't yeah. I'll get so frustrated with him, man. Oh, I'll that's so, so funny. Oh, he gonna see this for sure, too. I hope so. But I mean, you talking about look what he's mm. doing. You know what I'm saying? No well. I mean, oh uh Moses Hernandez, you know what I'm saying? I mean, all mm. these kids got out of there, coming up, never, and you, you are part of this. You got these kids. You talking about a hard sales job? Try selling a kid Bruh. to come to Morris with on, no man. money, away from their family, in the cold to come play football? Shh. I, I tell every chance I get, I tell them Florida dudes when I go, the, the last, it's been so long since I've been around Morris, but I used to tell them cats, I started the Florida pipeline. Don't get it twisted. If you yeah, it's because of me. Yeah, Don't get man. it twisted. Yeah, man. Man, it's, but, like, um, it's not like you just brought slouches up there. I mean, right. these kids play, dude. I mean, these boys... Noel's going, he probably already in the hall. He's in the yeah, hall. Yeah, he's out. Yep. He's yeah. in the hall a couple months ago. Yeah, man. I mean, come on, man. I mean, like, you brought these kids. So that is the pipeline that, I mean, that impact you have on it. And I love, I mean, you're talking about good, good kids. Man. Yeah, good, good kids. People. But you know good what I'm most people. proud about? Good people. And what I'm most proud about, man, I, if I'm not mistaken, I got a 100% uh, graduation rate. For all oh my, my recruits, yeah, yeah bro. Up. I think Taiwan might have been a, was the last one because he had one? one class. Yeah, that he got that third, that last. Did you bring credit. in? Did you bring in Steve McNair? Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's what. That's who. Uh, yeah, I bought a McNair. That was. Yeah, that's part of that. But you know, man, if McNair, you know, McNair had some some issues at home. Yeah, I know. But that's he okay. would have been an all time great easily. He did have been up there for all purpose, all purpose yards. Oh Easy. My God, a man. lot of people forget about him, man. Yeah, but, uh, man, for sure. But yeah, dude, it's um, I mean, that's where that's why I love what you do, and I'm like, I'm t and I tell people like, man, you know, we still, you know, I'm on the thread with Smoke and Fred, and then I'm like, you know, um, and of course, you know, the jokes go back and forth with that, but like. 
I don't consider you as a friend. I consider you like my mentor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and every time I like, all right, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing this. What's your thought? Because you, how they trained you to think at Miami and your doctor, it's just awesome. I just, I love it. I love your perspective on things because it's, it's a lot deeper than the surface shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want. Like we all, we all have this shit going around, but what's really going on? Okay. And speaking of that, because yeah. I'm so glad you brought that because I was telling somebody, uh, I think I was telling Reggie, I said, you know, Horace had a, a full ride for a PhD program, right? He said, no, no, he didn't. I said, bro, yeah. full yeah. ride. And I'm like, they calling me like, yo, what's up with your man? I said, yo, I don't know. I'm waiting on him. Like, I yeah. told him he him. Yeah. Like, so um, I still use this analogy, like you said. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm getting my PhD. Girl, like, hey, what about cost? I'm like, uh, a black person or a black man trying to go for a PhD, and I remember this analogy. You're like the baddest chick in the bar and everybody's trying to get at you, right? So when I say I'm going for my PhD, I ain't worried about costs. I'm like, yo, hell with that, I'm gonna do. But yeah, man, and just that, and that is the reason when I was talking to you and the way you were articulating yourself, the level of thinking was deep. I was like, oh shit, like this is what I wanna get, I wanna get into. Um, and I don't want to get a doctorate just to have a doctorate. Nah, man. I, the PhD's got to hold water. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. when it, it's not even the greatest thing you said was everybody's like, why you why you want to get a PhD? Because like if you got your PhD, they have to listen. Yeah. They gotta give you the benefit of the doubt. They gotta at least hear you speak on something. And like that right there, that I, that's why you get, I mean, I, and I love academia like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, um, but yeah, like my PhD, man, I wanna go for something in psychology. I just don't know what or where or whatever, but I know it's helping people, but it's the systemic problem that we have that is one hell of a fight that Yes, and you know what? I think for me, uh, um, as we close out, because we are almost yeah. at two hours and 41 minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that, especially within the context of COVID-19, to me, I'm extremely optimistic. And as it relates to systemic issues, I think that there is a, a, a opportunity to take advantage of because there's this idea of things getting back to normal, not understanding that there will never be what we used to know ain't never coming back the way it was, right? right. There's some aspects that are gonna come, but I think we're gonna be pleasantly and uh, 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 not happy with the things that are not coming back. Right. And right. the ones who have the, the, the know-how and the, the, the mindset to adjust to the reality of change, I'm not gonna say the reality, because I don't believe in the reality. But the, the truth of the matter of that change is constant. You can't stop it. It's those who adjust and those who fall to the wayside, right? So, mm -hmm. but it's in football context, right? Uh, uh, that offense 
for, for Robert Morris eventually had to change because what we ran back in the day wasn't working. And so everybody figured us out. So we had to adjust. So that's a constant and a metaphor that we must absolutely internalize because again, all I see is opportunity. Everything from financial to, to, to all the above is opportunity. Timing, intentionality, and opportunity. Yeah. That's what You're I right. see, man. So and and I see that too. And I sit here, um, and you know, we talked about the whole green thing. It's like it opens up my mind and I feel with that with that cap off your your thought process, mm -hmm. more stuff and that golden ticket or whatever it is I'm here to put on for this my reason on this earth is gonna come out. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's that's why I like I made on, on Facebook, I made like 10 days. Don't look at the negative, man. Let's be positive. What because I'm gonna tell you the biggest thing I just saw a commercial for last night. They're thinking teachers, all all these parents are respecting teachers. Mm. Right? Mm, for the yeah. First time. Like, come on. Yeah. 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 First time in a long time. A long oh time. yes, sir. Why these teachers can barely pay their bills, but they're they got 25 kids and they're and they love them all. Mm -hmm. Right? You got two kids and you can't get them. One. So yeah, or one. Yeah, yeah, you're tired. Man, they dealing with eight eight hours a day. And listen, let's not talk. That's a teacher in a good school district. Let's talk right. about a teacher in a in a bad poor school district. Man, come on, man. So yeah. it's just there's a lot of I totally agree with what you said. There's a lot of good is gonna come out of this. Um, but you gotta be willing to adapt to it. You gotta be a chameleon, man. You got you have yes, to, sir. You have, Absolutely. You have, Absolutely, man. If you're not willing to change, change is growth, then you're dying. You're gonna die. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Change hey, is growth. Absolutely. My brother, I'm going to leave. We're going to leave on that note right yeah. there because that's the absolute perfect way to end this Absolutely. one. And it will not be the last one because we're man, going we to this via this technology. Thing. We got to do this face to face, man. If I could, again, I'm thinking about just doing podcasts on that day, that weekend for the 2000 celebration and just yeah. interviewing Dude, cats, man, in person. That would be awesome, man. We're gonna have a D-line, we're gonna have just a D-line uh, uh, joint where we just talking, we're gonna have a LB, we can have the DBs. Dude. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna do, hey, this gonna be our last dance video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we doing our own last dance, I'm taking the event. So, so far I got Settles, I got you. Um, uh, you know, boy, I can't wait for Reggie. I can't wait for Smoke. That's gonna be a real interesting one, uh, yeah, boy. Yeah, you better you better schedule some time. Oh yeah, I right, come on, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna eat good. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I'm uh you know and so because for our next one, man, and I want us to talk more about we're gonna talk about pain, you know, as late to football injuries and and, and what oh, things that guys can do as for rehabilitation. We're gonna talk about man. exercises and, and stretching and things for, that for us. Listen, that, yeah. For Mo, I think that that topic right there is swept under the rug, and I really yes, for our age group, mm -hmm. uh, it should be number one. At the and forefront. One thing Absolutely. That I'm, 
that's one thing that I'm constantly right now I'm putting together because um, I still work out at a gym. I ain't gonna say no names right now, but but I'm constant. I'm working on mobility. Mobility is the key, dude. And um, oh, what did you say? You told me uh, that guy that told you what's the um, the CBD. No, what's the the guy you met in Jamaica that looked like he was sixty? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of my, one of my wife's colleagues. Yeah, man, one yeah. of my wife's colleagues uh, uh, in Miami was at a bar, whatever guy chilling, and he looked at him like, man, that dude. You know, people are like, yeah, that dude's forty years old, but he's at. I mean, he looks like he's forty, but he's seventy. He's like that guy's seventy. He's like, bro, he's seventy, and he yeah. said he did what nobody else was willing to do. He went up and talked to him and asked, like. How are you staying so young? He said, I'm going to give you words of advice. The goal is to stay as light as you can and as flexible as you can. Hey. And literally, man, I have embraced yoga. I yes. have, you know, I'm, I'm looking at alternative uh, pain. I never did opioids. I am, you know, uh, 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 learning more about CBD and, and, and THC. Yeah. And, sure. and, and I, I, I can Huge. say that for me and the pain that I, the surgeries that I've had, the yeah. only relief that I've had is from cannabis. cannabis. And um, you know, there's still I a social agree. stigma, but I'm a 44-year-old man officially today, and that make, you're 40, right? I'm 41, baby. 41, 41. Yeah. And the pain from those camps, every Dude. time you saw somebody on that field and rolling and, 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 and somebody got run over them, those pains don't just go away when they no. get off and you start clapping. Nah, man. Feel it for years and years afterwards until this uh, yo, day. I'm telling you, know? you, like, you know, I said, yes, yeah, one of my regrets on not making it to the league. Dude, I'm thankful that I did not make it to the league. I'm telling you. Uh, oh. I mean, dude, the oh, yeah. the amount of shit that they, those guys go through. Um, but, yeah, man, that's a huge topic. We got to do it. Yes. I mean, get settles on. I'm telling you, man. That's oh, yeah. Because... We're not the only ones. Mm -hmm. I remember all those years ago, man. Yeah, I, that's, that I stuff, knew it. Yeah, all the bro. stuff that they have now with funk, man, we ain't have none of that. We ain't have none of that. You know, yep. we weren't taught how they are stuff doing stuff now. So, yes, but sir, yeah, bro. man. Hey, let's do it again. It's been my Absolutely. pleasure. Absolutely. My brother, I love you, man. I appreciate I you, man. man. Uh, again, happy born day. Absolutely. Uh, uh, may, may we be blessed to see another one. May we be blessed to 40 more. do this live. Oh, 40 yeah. more, dog. We got to be in our 80s doing this, for sure. Yeah. Sure. No, you know and, I'm I'm, and I'll definitely let you know when I'm down in Chattanooga, so. Sounds good, man. Again, appreciate you, man. And uh, right. hey, one last thing. Who should be my next guest and why? What, Let's what say this. Just say from the 2000 team. From the 2000 team. Let's start off with that. Who should be my next guest? Mm. From the 2000 team. Is there any topics you want to nope. get across, or nope. you want... just a, a good story? Good, good stories. Fun. You know, engaging. Um, your next one should be. You know, I, I love Reggie to death, but he is. A, <laughs> Man, that's a comedy hour, man. That ain't that ain't gonna be no podcast. Comedy hour. Yeah, man. Hour, bro. You talking um, about boy? That can go crazy. Yeah. Bro. You know, man. You know, I mean, some different perspectives, man. You know, you know, Pooh went through a lot. 
Yeah, I gotta get food. Cause I play with food. Yeah. You know what? I like that. You know what? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna reach out to Pooh. Got a lot. I mean, Pooh had to struggle to get back into school. Yeah. How could you go undefeated without Pooh being in the middle? You ain't lying. You ain't. Ooh, hey. You ain't not lying, boy. Pooh, yeah, Pooh was man. a. Pooh. Yeah, man. Dude, um, you know, if different perspectives. Like, if you want to take like a Jermaine, you know what I'm saying? Someone yes. that pretty much was second string. Probably could probably could have been could have been know, a starter high. somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But has totally transformed his life to an outstanding professional oh, um, yeah. in regards to sales and mm-hmm. and real estate. And I would listen to that because he's my best friend and I still I want to know what changed his mindset. Because mm-hmm. this is my college roommate. I'm a t- Jermaine ain't do half the shit I did as far as school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I got stories for him. Or, I mean, you talking about somebody that just went, you know, went fly by the seat of his pants. That's Jermaine. But to see where he is now, dude. And just a perspective on, you know, probably knowing that he was good enough to probably play an outside linebacker or, but he was stuck behind, you know, smoke, you know smoke, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Probably a little too slow to be a, a free safety, but well, the, knock best, your head off. the best tackler <laughs> I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Pure tackler. Yeah, yes. like smoke, well, it's got the impact. Jermaine yeah. has got the impact in form tackling. Like I've never seen, and someone yes. to where I say when I went to Arizona, I called him. I'm like, dude, you so goddamn stupid. If you were too <laughs> football serious, you could at least made. I, I could. I, I was looking at these dudes on Arizona. I'm like, like a lot of these dudes could have made from our team could have made at least a practice squad. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now. But um, yeah, like him, Pooh, um. You just want to stay defense? You want to do offense? No, we do offense. I, I gotta yeah. get off. You know, I, I did settle, so I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Sammy. You know, I want Sam. Oh yeah, Sammy D already on the list. He already agreed. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I want to get like a left check, like like those guys. Yeah, I never I really, I never had a conf, a conversation with. Conchek is probably the only guy that I've had like real conversation with. I yeah. the only thing I did with left check was confiscate his uh. His case of uh, 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 40s. <laughs> His senior year, yeah. bro. That was the longest conversation we had, bro. I said, look, man, yeah. let me just take like, these off your hands because you ain't supposed to grow me. I took them things in a row. Destroy yeah. them joints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like you could get Lindbergh, Lindbergh, you know, yeah. You look at him, he looks like sloth, but probably one of the yes, best. Yes, very unsy. Yes, sir. Very yeah, unassuming, you know. but he was um, talented. Walkhouse boy. You got Walkhouse. Was Cole? He, on a, he's Cole was on two thousand. Yeah, yeah, no, Cole was coaching. Was Cole coaching? Oh yeah, yeah his Cole was coaching. Was Ninety nine. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, him yeah. and Cleary was was tag team O line. Uh, no. Don't get Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. Clear. I played with Cleary. I got to get Cleary. Yeah, Cleary can provide me with so much uh, content. I, listen, man. was CC there? 
No, see, remember I replaced CC. You replaced CC. So yeah. you know, CC is on my list. That's just one of them people like that. Yeah. Up a comedy hour, dude. <laughs> There's so many people I can I can interview, man. That's the that's the cool yeah. thing about this, it's, man. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's the one. I mean, you can go Brad Miller, ask him, yeah, what he was thinking, why he left 2000. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, I got Manalak because you know it's funny. Before Miller was Manalak, outside yeah. linebacker and left senior year, didn't come back. Manalak went off to medical school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. couldn't get no money for, for football. No, so yeah, yeah so I mean, you could do yeah. that. I mean, you could do um, Craig Herlin, what he went oh, through. Oh yeah. Prop mm -hmm. forty eight, trying to get the test. I played with he Herlin. A, yeah, yeah. Yep. He made a big impact. If we if we didn't get him, would we went to two uh, thousand? Two thousand? No. Yeah. We would would we have went ten and zero? Um, Yo, I got to get Riff. You got to get Riff. Yeah, you got to get Riff. That's automatic. You got to get Hempstead. You know, Hempstead's coming in. Yeah. Um, who else played with me? Right. You can get Chris Young. Yeah. You can get Chris I, I, Young. I that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean the running backs. You I, listen. If you get Andy Gill, I'm listening to that. <laughs> you, <laughs> boy, I got a, I got some Andy Gill stories, boy. That dude uh, used to make me. You can get I used to just be like, what in the world? Do I, I used to pray for that dude, man. I used I'm to pray for him, you, like I'm that's the most right undifferent person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, best blocking dude I've ever Oh, yeah. Life. Yep. Undersized tight end, had no business yeah. playing tight end. No. But, I, but, he but, was but, just but. a Tasmanian. But I'm telling you, if he gets your hand, if he beats you inside on oh, his no, hand. Oh, no, you're done. 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 Okay, I'll tell you up. Yeah. Yep. Man, I, mean, I, I want to get Hockenberry, too. If you can find him. If you can oh, find I, he'll him. cook. I'm gonna find him. He's a chef. I'm gonna find yeah. him. Oh, for, yeah, man. He, yeah. I mean, he made the season. You look on, like, you could talk to Nick Daniel. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, um, yeah. Fullback. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming from, I mean, shit, he was almost Mr. Ohio, dude. He was a good oh, ass. For real. Man, oh, Nick wow. was good. He was a tailback mm. in Summer Day. Yeah. Wow. He with Swath, Swaffer. You know what I mean? Come yeah, on. Florida guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Laying yeah, all, yeah. all had a chance to go to the league, but he messed up his yeah. hand. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's some cats on there, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm going to reach out, man. I'm going to definitely reach For sure. out. Man. Let yeah. me know whatever I can do to help. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah. I might need you to help me uh, connecting with some of these dudes, man. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, but yeah, I but I appreciate you, boss. Yeah, man. Man, we're going to get it. You know, Smoke, Bobby Joe, and myself are on this committee to get this thing for two for our 2000 team so we're yeah, going to do, we do it right on that. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah we want to do it right you know absolutely absolutely and it's absolutely. just not going to be a banquet you just not with our personality it's just no not, that shit it, would it be boring as hell yeah we can't do that can't do that, no, so. that's gonna be a wild it's week. Gonna be a good time. Looking forward to it, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But all, all right, right man. Brother. Be safe, man. Be easy. Yeah, you too, man. Again, enjoy right. your birthday. Yes, sir. You too, man. Bye.